Hello everyone and welcome to Final Show. I'm John, the executive producer here, and I've just got a few pre-show notes for you. First of all, I want to let everybody know that our addresses have changed. Uh, our Twitch channel has changed from Sinstaku to twitch.tv slash finalshowfilms, and our YouTube channel has also changed to youtube.com slash finalshowfilms. Next, we want to thank our $20 tier supporters on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash films, by the way, if you want to go throw a couple bucks our way. That's going to be Cat Waterflame, Antitonic, Samantha Bates, and Maureen Monty. Thank you guys for that. Also, our website is in the process of getting updated. So go take a look at finalshowfilms.com. We've got Mara and Jeremy are working on updating all of our stuff there, making it look nice and like a modern website, and frankly, they know what they're doing far better than I or Austin ever did, so if you want to check out the things that are changing over there, you go do that. Follow us on Twitter, at Final Show Films, for updates uh, for all future things, including things that are going on with our website, and going on with the Patreon page, and things that are going on live as we stream them, uh, as well as our podcasts and everything else, so thank you very much for watching, y'all have a good day. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Did we ever actually aim the cameras? No. Uh, they're pretty much good. Are they blue? A little bit, but <laughs> we have yet to be able to fix that on more than one camera. I'm blue. The light's, the light's a little bit more blue than usual, but it, we have yet to be able to fix that on more than one camera at a time. Yeah. So. Maybe if we didn't have bluish lights in a purple room. Maybe yeah. if we maybe if we had a computer that could recognize multiple cameras at once independently. Maybe if we had not... Uh, Basic webcams. Maybe if we weren't smart. Maybe if we had a lot more money. Smurfs. Hey guys, if you want to see us not blue, donate money to our Patreon. We can be any color you like. I mean, my hair still comes out pretty red, so you know there's that. That's all that matters. <laughs> You're the hi everybody. We're, we're saying hi. I am. I am the the dungeon master for this horde campaign. So I feel Smurf. like. Horrid? The, 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 the dungeon master Smurf? <laughs> now, please, we're Vidalcan. <laughs> Though none of us are fishy enough. And the only person, the, the only one of us here who should have hair is Holly in that case. Because only Vidalcan women have hair. Yep. William, we have to shave your head. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if it's a cultural thing or a genetic thing, but only Vidalcan women have hair. probably genetic. Then again, Vidalcan, Vidalcan genetics change every plane they're on. Most creatures do. Humans are really the only exception. Uh, goblins are pretty consistent, except for like three, no. except for two places. No, Mercadian mass goblins are completely different from Ravnican goblins. Are completely different from. So we're, we're playing Warcraft. <laughs> uh, yeah. By the way, play Warcraft. By the way, welcome back to Storm, Earth, and Fire. This Warcraft RPG campaign. I am William, and I am the dungeon master, game master, storyteller, whatever you want to call it. Uh, for this 5th edition Warcraft RPG campaign using the system of my own devising. Um, and joining me today we have John. I'm John, I'm playing Garrick Cloudspeaker, the Orc uh, Void Champion, Spirit Champion, we decided it was Spirit Champion, yeah. Spirit Champion. <coughs> Next time I DM, I'm just going to say, hello, I'm John, and I'm your god for today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sounds great. Um, Holly? 
I'm Holly. I'm playing Shiana Flamecarver. She is an assassin rogue orc with one arm and loves the world. <laughs> one of those things, of those things is a lie. <laughs> you choose. She doesn't love the world. Shut up. Let she has you. seven arms. <laughs> oh, so you're the new Borderlands, you're the Borderlands character. Shiana starts just growing arms. She's, like a, she's a Borderlands siren. You're, you're I, a great make it, octopus. but you don't want me to. Uh, and Austin, whose character's name is Jangatal Wildwalker, because I know you won't say it. I like how we've come to that point. <laughs> Hi, troll is troll, snack friend is snack, and we Not do me. the survival stuff. Is he? Is he in yeah, he's visible, yes. Okay. He's hanging, he's hanging right next to the right next to the one mic that's on that's on camera. Oh well. Uh, and uh, we do not have Rudy today. Um, prior engagements have reared their heads without 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 expectation, so he won't be able to join us today. We do, however, have the Dark Wanderer from Diablo 2. Yes. <laughs> as opposed to the Light Wanderer, who is just released in Magic the Gathering as an uncommon planeswalker. Nerd. <laughs> We have a Grim Reaper over here. Who is also the most powerful planeswalker in existence because she can kill anything. That is entirely untrue. Also, Vraska can kill anything. But yes. I'm Zach, I'm saying yeah. Iron Mender, the half-orc priest of the Holy Light Tinker. Yes, thank you, Prince of Condorus. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll gladly accept all these new titles I'm getting. Titles. The, the Dark Wanderer in Diablo was the, was the son of the King of Condorus. And, and yeah. also the embodiment of Satan. He ran he ran Satan's soul into his forehead. Diablo, technically. Satan doesn't exist in Diablo. <laughs> Close enough. You realize Diablo is just is the same a different word for, for Satan for, for, for or Beelzebub or yes, Lucifer or Old Nick but in or Diablo, Middle Age Nick. But in Diablo, they're all distinct, different beings. Meanwhile, my name is Stan. <laughs> I'm going to play Josh. And it's going to be a techno-mystic tanker. <laughs> Diablo because he made it all up. Yep. Because <laughs> I, I put a lot of words into things. Yes. To be fair, fun. Warcraft did it first. Yeah. That's why I put yes. words into but things. Yeah, we're trying to... So. German. I need a word for this. We'll just take the four words and staple them together. Yes, but it's like 26 letters long. It's fine. So, are you not man <laughs> enough to say that word? Schadenfreude. So... When last we left off, the group had begun making their way through the wetlands after a tense encounter with the dwarven guards at the Thandal Span. Um, after an amount of travel, they decided to set down for the evening, making camp off the side of the road. And while they made camp, uh, one of them uh, caught notice of a caravan passing by on the road that seemed to just vaguely notice them and didn't seem to want to interact very much. Uh, that is until uh, several hours later in one of the earlier shifts uh, when Shiana, uh, catching motions of null activity heading away from the camp, decided to follow and investigate and found that same caravan under attack by a group of gnolls. Um, Accidentally revealing herself to the situation, was thrown into the battlefield and summarily knocked out by the null brute, um, who the focus of the information right now. took the who took both Shiana and the worgen captive, uh, which led to the party making a rescue attempt to um, save both her and the worgen captives and several other captives that had been taken uh, for potential slave auctioning or food to be eaten. Um, I'm just curious, which one would have Shiana been? Probably food. 
Okay, that's yeah. why I figured. You're not, you're not the best slave with only one arm. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Noles no, are figure. very superficial just, in that way. One arm and a bad attitude. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, with the party entering and defeating the group of gnolls and saving all of those <clears> inside, um, the group of individuals, the, the worgen who had been taken... Uh, from Gilneas and the some humans and dwarves and a gnome uh, that had also been at the Knoll's camp when they arrived um, said thanks, uh, gave thanks to the the party, learned the name of the guild, the Soaring Fang, um, and uh, began to part separate ways. When we pick up, as the the group of you um, begin to make your way, I'm assuming, unless you ha unless any of you want to ask anything else of this group of Alliance Wanderers before you go. Well, I'm certainly not asking anything. I mean, no, yes. No yeah, questions. We figured that out. <clears throat> I think we just need to move on. All right. So, Shanna's still leaning on Brick, and she's got nine health right now. Yes. I'm assuming I... I'm assuming you I haven't cast. Up to nine. I'm assuming yeah. I haven't cast any spells, yeah. right? I was like yeah, super good. not good. Well, I'm hand you thirty-five more hit points. Thank you so <laughs> much. <laughs> I, is there a pencil that I can use that makes? Uh, as long as you don't, uh, if you want an eraser, and we have a child. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we have two children. Oh, wait, One I, of them is responsible for the lack of erasers. Actually. I need to. Oh wait, go. here's an eraser. Need what? Okay. I, I need to really quickly grab my uh, journal real quick. So if you group oh. would, would like to talk amongst yourselves <coughs> while you begin your journey. So what's your max? Five? We do yeah. that pretty much every time. What's your max anyway. points? At 57. 35, 35 puts you plus at 44. 44. I'll throw in a cure ones as well. Yeah. <coughs> Wait, I'm going to say Yeah, I've got cure ones. Yeah. There's blood <coughs> in there. Yes, but there's not enough lead for it to work. Uh, there's a tiny piece. Well, the lead all probably all fell out of the back of it when someone stole the eraser in it. Yes, I, I am the holder of the pen with an eraser in it. Pencil. Uh, and then... Uh, 35 plus 7 plus 7. 35 plus 7 plus 14. Uh, you're 49. 59, 59 because she was a 49. Wait, that brings me up to... She's a 50. Yeah, she's a yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm not... All of her hit points are the <laughs> non-mechanical pencils. You can tell at a glance whether or not they're going to work. <laughs> Maybe. Sometimes you, sometimes you think they're going to work at a glance, and then you press down, and, they're... and then they never work. I have had a pencil shatter on me before. I have a pencil from the dollar store, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The entire pencil fell in half. Like, I sharpened the two halves with my two pencil. Wish that was hyperbole. No, no, because, because the, the graphite falls out of the third piece. Because the coral either only sticks with one side or just falls out. Oh, huh. Shiana will say thank you to Garrett. All right, so as you make your way eastward. How do you say you're welcome as an orc? Uh, you know, that's not one of the things in Orchid. <laughs> yeah, they don't typically to... say that. I'm like, no problem, doesn't no problem. Doesn't really work. You gotta go to low uh to low common to get a word for it. Is there an Orcish word for your welcome? No. <laughs> it's probably just like a firm grunt. Mm -hmm. Generally it's like nah. <laughs> Indeed. Whatever. <laughs> I legitimately don't think there is a you're welcome. I know. <laughs> Well, that's going to be hard if they ever try to port uh, Moana into 
What can I say except. <laughs> that was way too high. What can I say except. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. To be fair, in Warcraft, Dwayne's body proportions are probably pretty standard. They are. As I say, Maui's a pretty, like, that's just an ogre. Yeah. Now it's an ogre seeing it. That's even worse. <laughs> oh man. One or two heads. <laughs> just one. It's an ogre man. Well, no, because he also has the tattoo. So oh, it's like, <laughs> what can I say except, bam, stop swinging! <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> you begin to make you begin the journey eastward <coughs> again, uh, picking picking up with the with with the dawn. Um, the uh, the journey <coughs> continues mostly without incident. Actually, no, Magobi is Endalari troll. Endalari dire troll. Yeah. Do we take a, a short rest before we journey yeah. out? Do you want to you take a, take an hour's rest to bandage wounds and? We did just spend hit dice. Yeah, I'm completely uninjured for some reason. <laughs> yeah, for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I cast some visibility on, on the outskirts. He, uh, we didn't get a chance did, to eat breakfast, left. so oh. the troll oh, gonna yeah. cook breakfast. <laughs> oh yeah, all sorts of supplies yes. in this and then healing afterwards. Yes. Who needs healing? I never got touched. That is a thoroughly mediocre 15 on the nose. Oh. <laughs> if you make a passing breakfast. Assuming that our Dark Wanderer is out of healing spells, we need healing. <laughs> well, Prince Aiden? I mean, I've got low-level healing spells, but I've used a lot of my spell slots. Yeah. So who else needs healing? I have healed this one back to full. Well, we can also spend hit dice, because yeah. we're taking a short rest. <laughs> hit dice are much more efficient, because you don't use them for anything else, unless you're the troll. Yeah, I, I didn't take any damage. Remember when so. we spent one spell. So. Actually, my, my suit took damage. I'm going to have to do repairs while, if we do a rest. Yeah. No, if we're doing a rest, if, I, would, I, mean, if we, well, I will continue working on these chain hooks then. <laughs> Taking a short rest. So it's going to be you know, yeah. short. I'll take an hour to work on some chain hooks. You get a little bit of progress in. Hey, how's that uh, dragon leather coming? Oh, yes, I'm making dragon leather. Are you? I was. Our two crafters are over here crafting. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you for reminding me of that. Yes, can I continue on my driving? Yeah. That's the stuff you typically have to do over the course of a long rest. Yeah. But you make a little bit of progress, just like an hour's mm -hmm. worth, which, you know, is what it it's is. Not, not, enough, uh, not enough for a roll. We only have one or two trade skills. Uh, you, I mean, you can have as many as you want in 5th edition because they're like tool proficiencies. Okay. But you t you would have had two from, from 3.5, from the 3.5 version. I only have blacksmithing. Uh, blacksmithing. I'm assuming you had mining, or no? no you, you, had, you had. Um, I didn't take mining because he had. Mining. No, you had. Um, uh, carpentry. Uh, I had, carpentry. I had carpentry. That was the other one. Uh, yeah, pencil. Uh, okay. Is that pencil working? We can share it. We don't have pencils with eraser. Nope. Why is there a dragon in your cup? Because he's adorable and he's bathing in the blood of his enemy right now. It tastes like like cream. Is it a part of the cup or is it a mini? Yes, no, it's, it's, it's part, it's of, the part of the cup. That's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's a mug that comes with a little dragon inside. It's a thing. Things what happens if he drowns? It's a water dragon. It doesn't drown. I see. 
That, that's why she specifically didn't fill it up above his head. Yeah, also I don't like to fill it above his head so he can still breathe. I have to think that it's one of those, like, it's, it's one of those uh, drinks that has, like, there's actually a tunnel in the mouth of it that goes all the way to the bottom so you can never fill it up uh, past it. It just, it just drains uh, out the bottom. Uh, that'd be a terrible feature for a cup. <laughs> that, 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 that was, uh, what was that cup for? Because that's a historical thing. Uh, that was, that was for, um... It was for overindulge. It was for, it was so people wouldn't overindulge. Um, like you could, so it was the, it was a, um, and it was in the bottom of the cup, basically. So, yeah. so to clarify, they couldn't have made a smaller cup. Well, no. They it, had to put a hole in it. So the way it worked was it had a little, it had a little, uh, it had a little valve in the bottom, basically, that went vertical. Uh, so that as, as the cup filled up, it also filled up. And if you overfilled the cup, it would just drain entirely out because the pressure would get so high that it would just pour out the bottom. Again. So you could only drink. It, it was meant, meant to. It's like a discipline. It's like a self-discipline thing. And if you fill it up too much, you get nothing basically, well, and it spills all over you. It, it was. It was. It was a. It was a. It was a. It was a symbol. It was a symbolism thing. And yeah. B. It was to prevent someone from who like at at taking more than their share of X drink. Yeah. You know, don't don't take too much of the community one. You know, smaller just small, cups. Just a smaller I mean, cup. Yeah, <laughs> small, but uh, smaller cups don't have as much symbolism. Yeah, because the entire cup would just empty out. I don't know. Out. I think a smaller <laughs> cup symbolizes drinking pretty well. Because it, 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 the entire, like, the, basically, it was, if, you, if you took too much, the entire thing would just empty out. Yeah, this sounds like somebody in the Renaissance who was like, "It was definitely How Renaissance, take Renaissance ingenuity and overcomplication and apply it to like cathedral style." Um, uh, I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember who made it, but I remember that it was a thing. <clears throat> oh no, that sounds like something from the Renaissance. <laughs> Absolutely. Hang on, let me see if I can find it. Regardless. Yes. So. <clears throat> anyway, we, we journey. We yeah. rest. We journey. We dance. I don't. <laughs> Dance. Well, then you're no friend of mine. So, after a certain amount of time, you reach the uh, the pass um, between the mountains. It's, it's called a Pythagorean cup. Okay. That's what it was. Uh, you reach you reach the pass between the mountains that leads so to Greek. <laughs> so we're in the mountains. <laughs> so we're in the mountains. We can't so drink in the, in the mountains. Forest. Let's go. Sorry, this is created by Pythagoras. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> Are there any Yeti around? Sorry, it was a practical joke device. That's what it was. Yeah. Regardless. So. <laughs> so we're in the mountains. As you as you cross over this this path, the you you see the as you, as you rise up the 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 head, the high mesas of this highlands sort of you begin to climb up towards the this, the base of them, and as you finally. <laughs> Hit what is essentially the heightened ground level of the highlands. Uh, it's, it's sort of like rounding, rounding um, the top of a hill, and immediately stretching out before you is this massive expanse of green land and mountainous terrain. Um, you can see the. It's very um, rough and wild. It definitely 
there there's a lot of land that has sort of a, a natural symmetry or like unique patterns to them. This place feels very slapdash. There are there are stretches of mountain that rise up and then fall incongruously. There are bits of hill that just have jagged angles. There's um, odd mesas where the earth just seems to have cracked and risen a bit. Um, and every everywhere you look, you can see the the transition from grass to mountain to hillock as the this sort of like clash of elements all in one location as the the highlands takes up an interesting it's an interesting view but has a sort of natural beauty to it as you as you as you look over it um and you sort of stop and take in the view for a moment and there the the road stretches before you and you can see as it as this hill begins to turn back downward just a bit and sort of slowly descend. Um, you can see there are the ruins of a pair of uh, what looks like to have been once maybe warding gates to stop permission entering through this pass have been blasted down and left for however many decades since that area was last held. Um, and so there's just there's a there's a beaten path traveling through the through the ruins of these of these warding walls. I forgot. Um, what did we decide was the throw rules on my walker's chain? Uh, 20 feet. 20 feet? Mm -hmm. Use, your, your, use your reaction to try and pull it back. Yeah. So, as, as far, I mean, the terrain itself is all diverse. What are the life forms in this area? Um, what sort of life mode of taking note of? It's you've just gotten here, so you haven't taken a, a, a deep look yet. But from what you can tell, um, as you look around, uh, you spot a couple of you spot a couple of goats um, that definitely sort of <clears throat> fit the terrain. Uh, yeah, very sort yeah. of mountain going into yeah. grasslands, going into mountains. Yeah, yeah. So there's uh, a variety. Like you see a few different goats. Um, looking up overhead, you spy some. Uh, Birds of prey, maybe eagles, maybe larger, um, and the uh, the occasional like small vermin creature, probably like a hare of some kind, uh, occasionally darts past, and it's small wagamorphs, predatory birds, goats, yeah. your standard. It's very, it's very, it's very Scottish Highlands. Okay. <laughs> Uh, what are we looking for here again? Like the area is very Scottish Highlands. Yeah, I've forgotten. What are we looking for again? Twilight's hammer. That's right. <laughs> do we see any signs of Twilight's hammer? Yeah. I mean, physically, do we see any signs of Twilight? Collective I, I would like civilization. Yes. I would like to begin looking for <laughs> as we as we're traveling through. I would like to look out for oddities in the nature. Right. Places devoid of life, or where life is oddly balanced, or where the terrain or plant life has been marred in some regard. Go ahead and just roll me a roll me a perception check. <laughs> so, I want to try the same general idea, but sort of sensing around for because I imagine yeah, like I imagine the Twilight's hammer is not exactly something that the light is very appreciative of, and I. Try to see if I can feel that at all. Yeah, um, I'll commune with the spirits and see if, see if there's any 
distressed this way, please help. Go ahead and roll me relation checks, both of you. 19, by the way. Would that be with intelligence or with wisdom? Uh, with, with spirit. spirit. With spirit. Yeah. Cool. So religion with spirit? Okay. Um, in that case, <coughs> lower. Uh, actually, no, it's the same. Nice. Uh, 21. 24. 21, 24. Okay. Um, so, the thing that you notice as you look around for oddities, um, <coughs> as you look around, uh, sort of gazing around, there's, there's occasional trees uh, throughout this area, very sparse, very evergreen, um, very sturdy, uh, to stand up to the elements of this elevated terrain. Um, the thing that stands out to you is you can sort of see over the crest of a nearby um, series of hillocks, you can see the canopy of a se of a series of very tall and uh, very uh, ancient-looking tree with crimson red leaves, uh, which stands out to the green of everything else around here. Okay. Um, which is the thing that, that you know, uh, with just you're looking for odd things. Um, which because you just arrived, you'll probably see more as you journey further. Sure. Um, this the the light here the light you can sense when you call upon it anywhere this this place is not particularly strong in the light it doesn't yet feel particularly oppressed in the light you don't you don't feel a weakness or a strain of the presence of the light here yet but again you just arrived um as as for the spirits um this is a place that sees constant change. Um, it has seen turmoil for decades, maybe hundreds of years. And that is present in the activity of the spirits here. They are, this land you can sense has endured much, not just personal change, but physical change over, over time. And that sort of reflects in the fluid nature of the elements here. <clears throat> that make any sense. So I don't get a sense of danger over this way, come here? Not immediately. Okay. <laughs> I just said it was that easy, this wouldn't be as much of a problem. No. <laughs> I don't know, they don't have shamans over here. There are big goblins. Beware the goblins. Um, <laughs> goblin? Yeah, goblin, not goblins. So if he clones himself, <laughs> then we have to work. Goblin? I think we're above them. What? Trying to point for the purposes of the the, the twitches. I believe that that's where the goblin is. Uh, uh, directly below you, actually. Oh, okay. So goblin. Yeah. Well, your hand your hand appears in the camera, so it's just like in the foreground of his shot. It's pointing that way. <laughs> goblin. There you go. Probably be, it'd be that would be off to your left. Regardless, we probably overanalyze the joke. <laughs> yes, I point at the tree. Yeah. And begin walking that way. Well, it, it is worth noting that um, the uh, the tree, uh, where where the road that heads into the into the highlands continues east and begins to curve south, the tree is off the beaten path to the north. So it would definitely be sort of like of moving way. off of the road and trying to investigate that oddity if you want to head that way. You Turns can. out we're here to investigate oddities. Yeah, you can, but it, it'll definitely be hitting off the road. <clears throat> of course. I point, because this is where they are, right? This is where the Twilight's Hammer activity is. Supposedly happens. somewhere in this region, yes. Cool. I point and begin going. I'll go ahead and start moving towards it, yeah. Does it look like the cart will be able to follow? 
It'll probably be able to follow for a certain distance, but then you'll be heading up into very rough terrain that doesn't have any roads, and it'd probably be really difficult. We can bring it at least uh, part of the way there. Well, you then know, just like straight off or a few minutes leave someone behind her. Do we have a. Yeah. I suppose I'm going to get into my suit just for the. just in case. Pull the cart off to the side of the room. I'll just. Well, yeah, well, I'll pull it up as far as we can. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. See if we can find a place to hide it. Yeah, you keep, yeah, yeah pull the cart up as, as far as you can. Uh, if you want to hide it, go ahead and roll me a survival check with dexterity or agility. Oh, good. I can do that. You can do that. <clears throat> That's going to be a 20. 20? Yeah, you managed to find an appropriate sort of lee space between two hills and sort of camouflage it with some of the foliage. Uh, so that theoretically no one should even have a chance to see it if they're not sitting at just the right angle to see between the hills. Um, and then even if they do, they might just mistake it for overgrown bush. Um, and then you continue on up this this tall, hilly area. Um, and uh, as you... Uh, as you travel up the, the hills... Um, the, uh, uh oh, everything's fine. Yep. Nothing will be fine. Just rolling around. Pull it off. Pull off the blanket. Just... <laughs> He'd been off the blanket for a little bit. Yeah, 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 he's alright. So, um. Nothing will ever be okay again, ever again. The world is in pain. <laughs> I must make no more pleasure. So. As you, as you journey over the hills, um, the ground here... It's a pretty snap. Yeah. I hear the voice of the <laughs> um, you, you, the, the, there's a Moses metaphor right there. Sorry, that's the wrong. <laughs> um, as you, as you travel up the, these hills, the ground around you slowly. That's a biblical reference. The, uh, the, the ground becomes slowly more. <clears throat> as it becomes more um, hilly and more. Uh, rough terrain. It also becomes more lush as the grass becomes thicker and the 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 soil begins to feel more rich and loamy beneath uh, beneath your feet. The um, soil feels loamy. Um, I can sense it. <laughs> as you as you walk, you can see the um, you see several trees uh, begin to crop up, all with these these. Uh, this sort of um, this um, reddish uh, uh, reddish bark and crimson leaves. The sort of reddish brown bark coloration, and the leaves are like bright red. Ritual cast detect magic. Go ahead. I'm just going to investigate this tree um, and with my knowledge of nature and that you, sort of thing. You, you cast detect magic, and you can feel the presence of magical energy sort of suffusing this place. Can I tell what kind of magic? It's very 
primal. It's not... It's life magic, but it's not... druidic in nature. Specifically not druidic. <coughs> it is a variety of life magic that you've not particularly dealt with. Are there any animals around? I rolled a natural 20 on my nature check while to investigate this tree. Um, the trees that you look around are consummately healthy. You don't know why they're red, but they are perfectly healthy. Their roots are strong. The bark is strong. The leaves are... So it's not sort of aberration or change or environmental factor. It's either, it's just how, it's how these trees are, or it's straight up magic. Yeah, one or the other, but I point you, haven't, out that there's magic play you haven't, you haven't seen any magic. other red trees in the area. Uh, do these trees look like they're the same variety of trees to the other, just red, or is it like a different <laughs> brand of trees? Um, these are more like, um, they're built in the bark more like willows. Like the branches are very high and very spread, but the but the leaves themselves are more broadleaf. Like there's just like a large okay. bush of, of leaves at the very top. So it's a unique kind of tree in general from everything else around. Generally. Like everything else you're looking at more like deciduous and more like pine needles and stuff. That would be coniferous. Sorry, coniferous. Uh, more more coniferous trees. Um in in the highlands in general. Um more willowy deciduous yeah. nonsense. Are there any animals around? Um, yes, mostly vermin, like rabbits and like small, uh, like butterflies and like small things. You haven't seen anything particularly large in the I'd area. Like to see if I can, I, if I can coax a rabbit or something near to me. Let me animal handling. That's another question. Do these animals? That's a natural one. They scare. Do these animals <laughs> breed, or are these they are these like prey animals? <laughs> are used to being hunted here, or do they seem abnormally comfortable? Um, they still have their instincts. They still move when you when you draw close, but they definitely seem more comfortable here than anywhere else in typical environments. And if I can get within like left threat, the range for detect magic, do they seem magically? Influenced? No, they seem fine. If I could, so, if actually, someone could get a hold of an animal, I could talk to it. I just can't get them to come to me. I'm gonna go grab a rabbit. Uh, as, as, as you as you as you start chasing down animals, you hear uh, <laughs> a um, melodic voice kind of float through the air. Uh, Welcome to the Vermilion oh, Redoubt. That works too. How can I assist you? You Turn hear a voice. voice. <laughs> you turn and you see a blood elf. Um, the the sort of the long golden hair uh, stretching down to about center chest with this crimson robe um, that it wears. It reaches about to its feet. Uh, the sort of faintly greenish eyes. Um, and he sort of uh, looks at the group of you with this sort of this ageless look that many blood elves are known to have. Although he, he in particular seems sort of um, distant looking, as if he's looking through you rather than at you. As the the group of you turn to face him, he just has his his hands in his robes, just arms crossed, with the the hands disappearing in the robes. You know, typical monk style. Um, as he looks at the 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 group of you, and this kind of his gaze lingers on each of you. Greeting. We've come, we've come seeking uh, Twilight's Hammer activity, hoping perhaps you could point us in the right direction. You see his expression sour ever so faintly. Yes, 
The Twilight's Hammer have been causing trouble in the region. We're here to put a stop to that. Hopefully you can make a difference. The oh, Horde has Horde and Alliance have both been fighting their presence here and each other as well. The strongest activities are where the land is dire, which you'll typically find further south and east. A great cancer has grown in the earth far to the east near the coast, where I fear the Twilight's Hammer have awoken something ancient and evil. Oh, goody. What, uh, what time of day is it? Uh, it's probably just past noon. So, what is this place exactly? I've noticed the magic of life here, but it's not something I'm familiar with. This is the Vermilion Redoubt. It is a haven of nature and life in this region. I am its keeper. You can call me Aquinas. We fire Mender. Garrett Cloudspeaker. That one's name is Jock. Yeah, sort of looks at the goblin for a second. <laughs> I would ask that you refrain from trampling any of the plants or animals in this region. Yes. I'll keep him in check. <laughs> so you haven't seen much activity of the cult up here, I imagine? This place is well protected. Uh, the Twilight Hammer cultists, though they grow bolder, have yet to dare venturing this far north. Um, did he, sorry, did you say what direction we should go looking? Is it south and east. I pretty much where we were going to go. I'm going to go see if I can uh, find, a, find an animal to, talk to <coughs> chat with about this weird place and that weird person. <laughs> uh, roll me animal handling. That was a good shot. Threw it on the ground. You threw it on the kid. You gotta throw dice handling. <laughs> That's a natural one. <clears throat> I'm scared of you too. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're a very you're there aren't there aren't that many large animals here, and you are a large animal. Fair. So they tend to scatter. So let's head south and see like what we can figure out. It's like Derek's like. Well, I'm not good at this in the first place, but I'll, oh, they're all scared of me. <laughs> John Gattal's like, they're not scared of me, only, and they're all scared of me, too. <laughs> I imagine they don't see trolls. <laughs> Stupid lagomorphs. Full stop. Okay, so let's <laughs> no, they see trolls. They're scared of trolls. <laughs> I go back to the wagon. I, I suspect actually what it is, I'm being doing it perfectly fine. Snake friend wrapped around my shoulder. Yeah, there's a, there's a snake there, and that's a known predator. <laughs> yeah. There's a big snake there. Can I try approaching one? Roll me animal handling. As we all account you can only roll one hand. You're worse at animal handling than I am. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have minus one. And she only has one hand. No, I don't. No? You have a... No, you have no, zero. So it's spirit. Oh, it's spirit? Oh, it's you're just Eight! <laughs> it's not a one. It isn't a one. Um, but so you the, are better. <laughs> the, uh, the animals frighten of you only when right when you get next to them. Like, as you're reaching down to try and pick one of them up, they bolt. Because you still have your they stupid claws. They my attitude. Yeah. <laughs> you forgot to take off the claws of attacks. <laughs> so oh. Like, trying to get them with the claws. Oops. Dinner. Right. Well, then. 
I doubt these rabbits contain the secrets of the universe. We should be off. Yes, we shall not invade the grove any longer. Um, Thank you for the information. What time of year is it? Uh, it's probably fall. <coughs> are there any seed pods of this tree? Uh, the, uh, the red trees? Yeah. There are very large acorns. Like, we're talking like... <coughs> Large, fist. Larger than fist-sized. Like Apple-sized acorns. I'm going to harvest about a half dozen of these acorns. Uh, as you you sort of you sort of go out and start picking some of the acorns well, I, up. I mentioned there's some on the ground. Yeah, like you, you grab some of the acorns off the ground, and the, the elf just kind of watches you as you pick them up and just sort of observes what you intend to do with them. Uh, put them in a bag, and then... Dry them out to preserve them over time, and then yeah. eat them later. More in the like, not drying like I'm going to cook them. As in, a, I'm a, trying to plant these and yeah. see if I can get some of these cool red trees back home because we're all about red. I mean, yeah, yeah. We need red trees. The horde needs some red trees. We need some red trees and black ones too. Yeah. We... And gold. Let's have a rainbow of trees. <laughs> a horde rainbow of trees. It might be hard to find then the blue we, one. Or we grow a rainbow tree, and then we turn that into oh. we turn that into a ballista bolt, and just say taste the rainbow every time we fire it. <laughs> Wait a second. So when you say a rainbow tree, are you saying like, like a, a rainbow tree colored, colored tree? Like a rainbow yes. a tree that grows rainbow. A tree that fire fires like rainbow. <laughs> that is more of a that's more of a gnomish thing. I'm talking about a tree that is colored like a rainbow. <laughs> like the bark is rainbow. You have to get some I think the gnomes have the right idea on this. <laughs> I grab my acorns and um, I think we're done. Change the rainbow. Yes. So I'm gonna start going south. Since the animals won't have anything to do with me or snake. <laughs> we, we go back. The rest of us go get the cart and then head south. Yeah, apparently, I, I, six I, foot long snakes are are worrisome if you're a rabbit. Yes. As, as you as you as you. It's not just six foot long snakes. It's six foot long winged snakes. It's a snake and it's a hawk. Oh, the snake and the bird. Yes. It's also a venomous snake, the size of a large constrictor. Yeah. As you as you as you start to leave, you see you see Aquinas kind of like just sort of walk over and just sort of just like slightly bend over and extend a hand, and one of the rabbits just straight runs up to him and leaps into his arms, and he's kind of holding it there and faintly pets it as as the group of you start to leave. Stupid rabbit. Lean over, lean over to Shana. This is why blood elves aren't welcome in Orgrimmar all that much. They like to show off. He <laughs> <laughs> just kind of he just kind of like watches the group of you as you as you leave, just sort of slowly caressing the rabbit. Such a, such a blood elf thing to do. Look at these guys! All three of these guys failed to failed to touch the rabbit. I'm just gonna easy. Goodbye, <laughs> Richard. Where are we going? So at the gaming table, the neck is a built-in uh, baby station. Yeah. But you you return you return to the cart uh, and start the move uh, southeast. Um, as you go, the the road kind of bends south. Um, and uh, as you um eventually after several hours um as the the sun is beginning to just faintly begin to reach the horizon you have you still have a couple more hours before it actually gets dark but um at this point you you reach um a bend in the road uh, a fork in the road 
um, where you can see uh, if you continue heading straight south, it starts to curve back west, and you can see as it begins to rise, you can see more of those uh, battered down guard walls that have been left in ruin. So it seems like whatever fortification was a source of these walls uh, that has likely been ransacked at least more than once. Um, what style of walls are they? Um, large and stone, like big, heavy, square like things. Very clearly human or dwarf or something uh, else. You had to take a guess, you'd probably say dwarf. Um, let's go towards the southeast and, and then yeah, towards it, the war zone. Yeah, and, but, and so that, that's if you continue going south, it starts to curve back west. Um, but the other fork goes east and begins to descend even further as the highlands have this weird height alteration uh, as the, they start to drop down a bit. Um, so. Could he still hide, but not quite as high as the other highlands' highlands? <laughs> We'll head east for a bit. Slightly less highlands. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll head east for a bit and see what we find. Continuing to look for signs of Twilight's hammer activity. Yep. So it's not quite as high as the highlands, but it's also higher than the soberlands. <laughs> so we head east. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to let that linger for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Um, just wanted to let Zach, uh, let Zach stew in his shame for a little bit. <laughs> it would work if he felt shame. Yeah, I don't think he does. So. Oh no, he, he very obviously does. He's hiding his face right now. <laughs> this is the clearest sign of shame. I see an eye. As you head east, the... Um, the uh, the 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 hills slowly sort of build around you as you start heading down, and the, the rest of the land doesn't quite follow. But eventually, uh, as you hit the bottom of this hill, um, you begin to see as the hills give way. Um, there's a river uh, almost directly to your southeast that sort of cuts across the land and drives further eastward, likely out to the ocean, which is to the east. Um, and as you sort of get a look around, you can see probably another like ten miles. So if you wanted to get there, you'd be you'd, you'd be in the middle of the dark if you wanted to get there tonight. But um, there is an outpost uh, in toward to the east, just directly across the river, um, a ways down. Um, but as you as you look over there, you can see the, the telltale signs of orcish building, sort of the 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 very sort of um, the the heavy palisades and the, the the buildings that you can see over them are sort of um, very wide and with sort of the the traditional like shingle style roofs and the the horns on the on the corners of the building that sort of very much signify old orcish style building. Um, the shingles are painted black for whatever that might mean, um, and the ground around it seems to be vaguely scorched, um, like it's been burnt several times. Can I tell? Who's manning it? Uh, not from this distance. It's it, like you're just seeing the outpost in the distance. You're any anyone who might be manning it is like a dot. And I can't see any flags that they might be flying. Yeah, not not yet. Uh, have we had a long rest yet? Uh, not no, since no, getting no, out. Of the since, since, no, yeah. Since uh, and we then probably... to the south, so. um, you can see again, sort of above some of the hills. Um, 
there is a spire that seems to be twisted out of some sort of metal. You can see this <coughs> tall, spiraling, metallic structure stretching into the sky as these sort of four or five metal tendrils seem to uh, twine in and around each other as it stretches up into the air and eventually, almost like a, almost like a blooming flower made of this strange metal, sort of spreads out into like a platform at the very top. Oh, I know. Uh, that, that sort of blooms out with these metal tendrils. Do I recognize the style of building? No, that's not something that you've ever seen anywhere before. <laughs> Does it look like it was constructed or magically formed? You would have to say that it would be constructed because it's made out of metal. But at the same time, its shape is too non-Euclidean. It, it twists and curves rather than having angles. So it almost, if you had to take a guess, it would almost have to have been made with magic. So possibly gnomish if I had to take a guess? Or something just so far out of my reference frame? It's very, like, you've never seen anything like this. Mm. It seems vaguely menacing, though. Okay, so too scary to be gnomish. Yeah. The metal is sort of dark, like purplish black, and has a faint sheen to it that doesn't seem quite natural. Who wants to bet that tower has something to do with the cult activity around here? Possibly, but also equally possible something entirely different. I would say, though, we should either rest here we're going to pull off the road and rest for the night, or continue on towards what appears to be an orcish camp. There's no guarantee if it's still orcish, oh. but... That would, be my, that would be my thinking for resting here rather than pushing on immediately. Yes. I'm more willing to go to an orcish. Oh. Oh. So push on and potentially find out that it's not, though. So. And then we could find a place to camp and set up a watch. Let's push on them. I, I'm not trusting this. Push on towards the orcish camp. Alright. So it's, um, it's probably a couple hours into the dark before you actually start to approach the, the body of the camp. You had, you've had to ford the river, but thankfully there was a spot where it got low enough that you could bring the wagon across. Because um, we do have Someone in the party has a spyglass, I know. Don't you? I was. I, I don't think I have one, actually. It was... I thought someone did. The last yeah. time you had a spyglass was, I believe, the captain of the airship had one. Yeah, I think that was... That's it. right. <clears throat> I think that was it. That one. Um, well, um... But as, as, but once it gets dark, um, fires are put out on the camp, so there's, there's definitely illumination there. There are definitely people inhabiting the camp. Um, uh, as you, as you, could you, I don't on. think I'm high level enough to be able to jerry rig a contraption yet, but could you possibly, I say to the other tinker who is currently over there, okay. jerry rig a, um, some kind of a telescope or magnification device so we could hopefully see them before they see us. Oh, yeah. I can, I can do that. Just to silent, but it doesn't Yeah, but it's not good. Want to jerry rig something? Yeah. 
what does it take to jury rig one of these things? Uh, I'd say um, just give me an engineering role. If you're gonna if you're gonna jury rig something to try and make it work now, yeah, um, you know how jury rigging works. You make yeah. it, it works once, and then it breaks down. Yeah, sure. Um, Are you trying to jury rig? Just uh. Little spy glass, <clears throat> just get a couple lenses together and see what we can I just, out. Uh, Hold your hand up and squeeze it until you're yeah. just a pinprick. And that works. <laughs> you, you, you really you don't even have to roll for a jury rig, you just okay. build it. Oh, okay. Um, and it'll probably take you about, um, let me see, let me take a quick look here. Five minutes, or? Uh, I'm just trying to see how much materials it will cost you. I can oh, stealth okay. over there, Shannon. <clears throat> That's true. Did you do that last time? Well, I could go with her. No, the way Shut up, I'm alive. You get caught. It almost well. Shut up, I'm alive. Uh, I can stealth, stealth, stealth with, with her, and then I you can stealth out. to the point that you can use the spyglass, and then you won't have to get as close. Uh, to to sort of very quickly arrange uh, like a lens array that would yeah. actually be functional because glass work is very difficult to do, especially in, you know, like right. less than high advanced times. I mean, I imagine um, myself being, you know, <laughs> priest of the holy light tinker. I've done experimentations with lenses. Yeah, it's it's expensive work. Um, so I would say... But I've probably got some materials on hand. Yeah, to, to, to put that together, you're probably going to need about 100 gold worth of materials. 100? Yeah. Because, by the way, a spyglass is a thousand gold. Yeah. Oh, they are? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, so, if I... Am I just... I mean, you could. I mean, you like the 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 reason that narrow the reason that doing this works is because of narrow. Yeah, it, yeah, it's like squinting. Yeah, I know. So I do that a lot when I don't have my glasses. You could theoretically make a glass with spy glass and just wouldn't have the same range. <clears throat> I mean, we could just go. Uh, I can just go stealth up there and yeah. see see stuff. That'd be fun. Um, actually, <clears throat> come on. Um, you don't even have dark vision. Uh, uh, Troll's gonna wave his hand. Yeah, uh, pull up. Snake friend, yeah, and snake friend's going to fly up for a second and then fly. Is there any cloud cover? Uh, it's relatively clear night, but it's still also night. So, snake friend is going to uh, fly up to the city to a point and then get down and stealth up and use his incredible stealth ability. Sure, he's a snake. Roll me stealth. The crowd is very large. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he might be ready for bed. Yeah. He probably just needs a full bottle. Uh, pick him in just a second. Um, it's a 25 stealth check. Yep. So the snake manages to um, very cautiously and carefully just slink among the grass. It turns out Grass-colored snake in tall grass. Yeah. It works. One of the reasons that snake is good at stealth. Yep. Um, so you, you, the snake just kind of slithers and slides up towards the uh, towards the camp. Um, and what is this? That's an air bubble on your nail. How do I get rid of it? It grows out. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, this little white bumps are in the middle of your nails. It's a bubble. So, it's gotten bigger. Yeah, as it grows, it can spread. So, as you, uh, as the snake pulls slowly, slithers up, uh, as it gets closer, you can definitely see that these walls are manned. Um, <laughs> there are there are um, large, broad figures, definitely 
orcish in shape okay. um, that are manning the walls, carrying torches. And um, go ahead and roll a perception check for the snake. Uh, no, they're orcish figures, as far as I can tell. <laughs> Natural one. Yeah, they're orcish <laughs> figures. All right. Um, is it a palisade wall? Yeah, it's a palisade. Is there? It's a palisade that seems to have like um, quick wooden platforms on the opposite side, just so that someone can get a good view over them because they're very tall. Is there an easy way for Snake Friend to slip into <laughs> the town? Um, there, there are um, open um, archways uh, that the the ground around it is very scorched. The grass sort of starts to die out as you get closer to the camp, um, and like there's like a big, wide, black and scorch mark that stretches from out from the camp to about like twenty feet outside the outside the perimeter of the palisades. So there's no cover. Not really. How far does the light illuminate? Uh, about, like, are these... It's about to the end of the, It's about, like, the, the illumination of the light starts to dim about halfway out from, uh, halfway out uh, of the scorch line from the palisade and sort of begins to really fade right as about where it hits the grass line. How well would a yellowish-green snake be visible from above where it's dark or from below where it's lit? Um, well, it's a yellowish-green snake against a black ground. Yes. So it'd probably stand out a bit. You probably just want to <laughs> report. Are flying snakes a thing over here? You haven't seen any. They're they're definitely much more. If you if you if there are any in the Eastern Kingdoms, you haven't seen any. Uh, they're much more common in in Kalimdor. Okay, snake friend's gonna return. Snake returns. Snake friend gets back. Uh, snake friend and uh, troll have a have a have a powwow, and then troll stands up, walks over, uh, draws a line in the dirt, draws a little circle, puts some little teeth on it, and then points at the tooth, and then walks over to Garrick and pats him on the shoulders, and then points <coughs> at him. banned by orcs then. Or picks up the teeth. Puts it back in its back. There are orcs in the Twilight Tower. <laughs> <laughs> so that doesn't really import much. But, True. Yeah. But uh, we probably need to camp out Ooh. in case we. Well, I don't know. <clears throat> we don't want to hit them being tired. Well, it could also just be an orcish outpost. We do know that. Know. The, we do yeah. know that the horde is operating <clears throat> in the area. Well, do, you want he and I to go up there and talk to them. I reach over into the cart and pick up my sashimono. There's an easier way to find out. <laughs> okay. If we they could. start shooting at me, then they're not horde. True. <laughs> so, a lot let me walk ahead of the cart, stay a bit back. If I don't get shot, come on up. Okay. If I do, I'll turn around. And <laughs> <laughs> get shot in the back. I'm... I'm new. I'm I'm healthy. I'm at full health. Have the best armor class, and yeah, I haven't wasted and have only spent one spell, so I'm I'm good to heal myself if I need to to get away. I can also accompany if needed because I'm also at ridiculous. And you health. and you heal too, so it's like yeah. So I equip my sashimono, <laughs> and the troll and I walk up towards the thing with ahead of the cart. Yep. 
So you, you guys start walking ahead. Um, as you as you if get, I, if we're making this horde allegiance obvious, I'll cast the light cantrip on it, so it's a giant glowing neon sign, basically. Uh, Don't do that. <laughs> I turn it off. <laughs> because we can see in the dark. <laughs> All right. And it would be weird. <laughs> yep. Okay. Because then it would be like, why are they trying to draw attention to the sashing one? <laughs> it draws enough attention on its own. All right. We do the thing. So yes. Okay. What's happening? Uh, we've decided that the orc and the troll who are at, at full health and can take a beating are going to walk up and see the reaction of the orcs. Which orc? They're, so, the ones that, oh, they're orcs manning the walls in the outpost. And no. I, me, the one with the uh, okay. yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I've, one I've put my horde sashimoto on, and then okay. Jangatal and I are walking up ahead of the car. The tanks are going to go see if they need to absorb damage or not. Yeah. <clears throat> if they react negatively to the sashimoto, we know it's not a horde outpost anymore. And we know it's probably not a good place to try to rest for the night. Okay. Unless we kill all the inhabitants first. Which is... <laughs> We'll see how many of them there are. <laughs> Slaughter 50 people. I mean, that so. sounds like a kind of thing that would just end up summoning luck. reinforcements. I have killed a lot of people. <laughs> Summon reinforcements, please. <laughs> anyway, we approach the, the, the wall, the gate, yeah, the, door, so the you, archway. You, the, the, two, the two of you approach, and as you get closer, <laughs> you see one of the, one of the guards on the walls uh, definitely spots you, and you see, the, mm. you see the torch start waving a, a signal to whoever's inside the camp. <laughs> Um, and, uh, a few moments later, um, a, uh, a figure, uh, begins to leave the gate moving towards you. Um, and as you, as you approach the, the light of the, the light of the fire illuminates a, uh, a tall and broad orc, um, with black hair sort of in a, a, a sharp mohawk that sort of stretches across the head, uh, with two long sideburn tufts and then a single, um, bit of hair on the chin. Uh, what strikes you as odd about this orc is actually the color of his skin. Uh, rather than green or brown like you would see on a traditional either regular orc or maghar orc, this, this orc's skin is a dark gray. Um, not quite not quite the, the black gray of a like a black rock orc, but a sort of a more stone gray. Um, something more... A lot paler than a black rock orc would typically be, um, and he, he, his armor is mostly just a leather harness across his torso and a single heavily spiked pauldron on his right arm, uh, and he carries a, a large sword in his right hand with sort of heavy heavy metal leggings and boots um, to to cover his lower body, uh, and he sort of his eyes are just faintly yellowish glow. Um, which is something that several orcs do have, but it's not usual. It's not a usual eye color as yellow. It's a black rock thing, isn't it? Usually, it's usually black rock. So um, this, these, they seem like not right black rock orcs. Um, roll me history, because <laughs> you might not have dealt with them, but you probably know. Uh, does my does my third weapon? Does my third war uh, survivor feature? Not quite. These weren't these weren't present in the third war. Okay. That's, what I said. that's a D twelve you got there. That's a D twelve. Yeah, that's the wrong. <laughs> Where's my other d20. Oh, there it is. Uh, history? Yeah. That's, that's an 8. I mean, you're an orc. It's, the DC wasn't high. Uh, it's, it's not like Dragon Maul. What's the significance of Dragon Maul? 
They were the ones who tamed the dragons in the Second War. Ah, okay. That's why they're called Dragon Maw. Okay. They were weren't they a splinter of the Black Rock Orcs? No, they they were they were their own they were their own tribe. They had a sort of similar coloration to the Black Orcs because they were also mountain orcs. Yeah, but they were paler, had yellow eyes after the after the the blood transformation, and uh, they were not, they did not join the horde as far as you knew. Once once it reformed, they stayed in their mountains. <laughs> yeah, they they tamed they captured and tamed black dragons, didn't red they? dragons, red, red dragons. dragons. Okay, red dragons, <laughs> and not in fun ways. Yeah. They, 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 the red dragons were not trained willingly. So these are not horde, but they're not necessarily Twilight's hammer. No, at least as far as you know. Lokta, dragon maw. Mokra, greenskin. It's good to see you. We're traveling in the area, searching out Twilight's hammer, hoping to perhaps find a place to rest for the night. Well, if you're looking for a place of rest, you found it. Welcome to Blood Gulch. I'll extend an arm. It takes it. I will. Uh, I I probably have a signal horn. I'll pull off and just horn back to the to the cart. Move up. Well, a few of your own are actually here ahead of you. I assume you're. Well, you said you're here looking for Twilight's hammer. No, there's plenty of them in. There's plenty of them active around here. Good. Good. Hopefully we can, as we rest, get, acquire any information that you might have to help us in our hunt. Well, join us, for, join us for a meal around the fire first, and we'll talk in the morning, shall we? Very well. My name is Malkar. Gurk, cloud speaker. This is Jungatal Wildwalker with me. And as the others come up, they'll introduce themselves. Yeah. <laughs> The, the, it's about now is when the wagon pulls up and he looks over at the group of you. Shauna Flamecarver, Leaf Ironmender, and Josh. And Brick. And Brick. <coughs> and Brick the Torrin. Yes. He looks Very over quiet. looks over at the group of you, sort of shakes a hand with each of you individually. Um, <laughs> when, he get, when he gets to you, Leaf, he sort of shakes your hand and sort of gives you a look up and down. Yes, another one of your kids here as well. Uh, there are other half orcs here, or just the one. But yes, she's here. <clears throat> uh oh. <laughs> Sorry, whenever you say she in relation to a half orc, there's only one half <laughs> mine. <laughs> I know there are more than one, but still. Well, I mean, have you done? Have you done this zone in World of Warcraft? I have not. All right. That's why I didn't recognize the tower you were describing. I'm like, I try to figure out what it was, but I can't think of it. Yeah. Uh, that is to a campfire. So you 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 head in, and there are several campfires that have that have been set up, um, and it's not hard to spot the half orc uh, <coughs> in in amongst a group of orcs, especially because she's one of the only people with green skin. Um, the uh, the 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 half orc. Uh, as you spot her, um, is by one of the central fires, uh, speaking with another green-skinned orc. Um, her hair is black, pulled back uh, into a pair of into a pair of tails uh, ah, on the back of the head. You went with twin-tailed version, um, <laughs> with the sort of bluish tattoos that run across the length that run, run across the breadth of her shoulders. Uh, she's. Very well built, but definitely much more lithe than a typical orc. She she's definitely half orcish in build. Uh, tusks, uh, 
protruding out of the lower lip, very sharp. Her eyes glow purple, which is unusual for orcs, um, <laughs> even half-orcs. Uh, she wears this sort of very tight, very form-fitting leather armor with a pair of daggers hooked, hooked into her belt that are um, very vicious and aggressive looking. Can I roll a history check to see if I recognize Garona Half-Orkin? Good. <laughs> Natural 20. Yes, I recognize Garona Half-Orkin. <laughs> like I said, have you done this zone? She's here. No, I haven't. I have not done this zone. And there is only one half. There, according, like in World of Warcraft, as far as World of Warcraft is concerned, there is only one half orc. <laughs> she's not half human either. She's half draenei. Yep. Huh. So, uh, do I recognize any of the people that she's with? Um, there's one that is definitely a horde soldier. Um, the uh, the it's a tall orc woman. Um, her hair is uh, red and very lengthy and split into three very long braids. Um, she wears uh, this sort of very uh, piecemeal sort of half plate um, with just like the, the the metal is heaviest around the left arm where it uh, where there's like a, an arm guard of metal on on her left arm and then. Uh, breastplate and uh, metal plating on the upper thighs and, and, and shins. And the right arm is mostly free, which is sort of a forearm guarding gauntlets. Uh, and a, uh, uh, a helmet that is more of like a serrated that is Sorry. more like a serrated crown. That's, you have to go do your thing. Yeah, <clears throat> Ironically, you have to do work. Um, the helmet is like more like a serrated crown. like It's heavily spiked. And she's got a, um, a heavy... Um, broad, like, almost a cleaver-style greatsword that's just sort of slung over her shoulder uh, as she's in the middle of conversation with Garona. The other orcs that you can see are all mostly Dragon Maw. So that's kind of basically the only group of green-skinned orcs that we can see, basically. Yeah. Mm. Uh, aside from what I, as a player, know about Garona half Orc, what do I, as Garrick, know about Garona half uh, you know that uh, Grona Half Orkin um, is a, uh, from what you can recall, a Horde agent. Well, no, an independent agent that works with the Horde on several occasions. Um, she still is not a direct um, servant of the Horde. Um, she uh, has more often than not been a member of neutral organizations. Um, but when it when it comes down to the line of if you're going to work for one or the other, she tends to work with the horde more than the alliance. Um, and you're showing the picture of Garona. I was looking it up. Did you find twin tails working? <laughs> By yeah. the look of it, yes. She's got. She has pigtails. Yeah, yeah. There are two versions of Garona. There's twin tails and then full hair. Uh, twin tails <laughs> is the worst version. So because. Her model in World of Warcraft, they made her before they made twin tails that had hair. So she was just bald with two pigtails going out the sides. <laughs> yeah. But Instead, it works the, great in art, though. Yeah, yeah. well, in the art, because you can see the rest of her hair. <laughs> but, like, the Warcraft model, twin tails Corona is the worst Corona. Because <laughs> she just, it, it just looks. The, that particular hairstyle just it's like, looks silly. It's like she's got the whole uh, top head thing just as pigtails. <laughs> yeah. It's it, like the tonsure as pigtails just looks off. Yeah. Um, but her, she does actually have a full head of hair. It's yeah. long, long and pulled back into a pair of pigtails. Yes. Um, but 
you know that um, in she was instrumental to winning the to winning the first war um, because she was the one who assassinated King Lane Rin. Yeah. Um, uh, you know that um, since then she's been mostly an independent operative, but she has um, assisted the Horde, especially as a spy. Um, because she can move among everyone, yeah. like everyone who knows of Garona, generally. Now uh, I know who you're talking about. It took me this long to figure yeah. it out. Uh, everyone, everyone who knows of Garona, uh, everyone who knows of Garona um, respects her and appreciates her. And so, when when she has been hired as a spy, it's paramountly easy for her to do her job, especially with the rumors that she is, on some level, psychically active. Yeah. So as we approach. Garona Halfork, surprised to see you in these lands. And she sort of looks up from the conversation that she was having with this other orc. If my memory doesn't deceive me, and it rarely does, you come from the Bladewind clan. I did. Yeah. What's left of it? That would be me. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> well, welcome to Blood Gulch. You know me. Garrett Cloudspeaker of the Soaring Fang. Shot a flame cover, leaf iron mender, brick, earth, what? Whisper. Earth, earth whisper. Earth whisper. Earth whisper. Wild Walker, and Josh. Goblin. It's one of those things that's like. That's why I always end with Josh, right? The last. <laughs> it just it, it makes the most comedic impact, and also would be how the orc would do it because, because it's, it's, yeah, he's, it's yeah. like but uh but uh you have to list out all the accolades, and so it's and then it's just Josh. <laughs> We're here hunting Twilight's hammer. Well, you're not the only one. I'm working here as a liaison of the Horde to try and help bring the Dragon Maw back in to the fold and also hunt down the Twilight's Hammer. Well, it seems we hunt the same prey. <coughs> On our way in, we noticed a strange metal tower. Do you have any idea what that is? Uh, that would be the symbol of the Twilight's Hammer's power in this region. Is that where they're located? <coughs> It's difficult to say. The spire itself is mostly just a metallic fixture, although there's some heavy magical activity around it. I We haven't been able to find signs of a base, at least not above ground. Mm. But we haven't seen any signs of an entrance below ground if there is a base beneath. So you're thinking it's more likely to be some kind of magical tool rather than actually being... A proper structure. Yes, there's there's a military force and some encampment around the base of it, but there's not really a power structure there. There's no signs of important leaders. If I had seen Chogal wandering around out there, I would have confirmed that that was their base, but I can't find any sign of him, although he's been rumored to be in this area. Chogal, is that a name we're familiar with? Roman history. Name I'm familiar with, I would, I would imagine. You know the name. He's been active in every war. Yeah, you know the name at the very least. Let's uh, see, 24, 24 history. 13? 18. <clears throat> so, you know, Chogal is the name of a famous ogre. One of the more famous ogres that has been known. Um, 24. 
Cho'Gall is an ogre mage. He's a spellcasting ogre, two heads, Cho and Gaul. Um, and is the leader of, was the leader of the Twilight's Hammer Clan when it was a clan of the Horde. And you can only assume retained that leadership when it broke off from the Horde. Um, similarly, you know you know exactly that, and also that um, Cho'Gall uh, is was one of the members of the Shadow Council. Yeah, I will relate. Cho'Gall served served with Gul'dan on the Shadow Council in the early wars. He also served as the leader of the Twilight's Hammer until they broke free from the Horde and went independent. He's still their leader, and now, now they serve darker powers. And you're expecting that he is active here? That's the rumor, and <clears throat> certainly the Twilight's Hammer activity is heavier here than just about anywhere else. And there are a lot more... She looks up at the spire that is still technically visible, even though it's dark. If you've got really good night vision, you might be able to see the silhouette in the distance. A lot more overt here. Have you tried to uh, take it out with any siege weapons? It stands up to just about everything. I don't know what it's made of, but it's more durable than any metal that we've dealt with. Okay. Mm. It's, taken a, uh, it's taken a few heavy explosive shots and quite a few demolisher barrages from, a di from as close of a distance as we could manage. And it, as far as I can tell, you haven't put a dent in it. Okay. How close have you been able to get? Uh, or at least how close have you risked going? Close enough that we've had people engaged in active combat defending the siege weapons. Right. What are the numbers? <clears throat> Difficult to tell. It fluctuates. But we typically see anywhere from several dozen to a hundred or more defending the base of the, defending the, base of the structure. So, not <clears throat> enough that it necessarily means they'd have to have a base there, but enough that it would certainly be implausible. Um, They're certainly doing something with that spire. Whether it's a symbol or a magical focus or something else, there's something important about it, and I want to know what. Well, our assignment here is to help deal with the Twilight Hammer, so, so consider, you, our forces, consider our forces added to your own. Have you heard any activity of the so-called Black Knight? Describe. I'll describe, was, I'll, I'll describe from my up-close and personal encounter <laughs> with the Black Knight. <laughs> yeah, you'd probably be better for a visual description. <laughs> He's a knight, and he wears black. <laughs> a black armored knight that seemed to be a dragon in nature, who was able to bottle, uh, appear human, but was able to bodily lift and skewer a tauren with one hand. We've heard rumors of a champion. A... Uh, a sort of figurehead on the military side. Cho'Gall's much more of a, a mastermind, a schemer, a magician in many ways. But we, we've heard rumors of a champion of Deathwing, a servant of the Twilight's Hammer Clan and the, the Destroyer's martial symbol on the battlefields. But we haven't seen much sign of them. If they're going to be anywhere that's in this continent, they'll be around here, though. This Black Knight also was posing as working with the Alliance. Have they attempted any tactics like that before? Or... We know the Twilight's Hammer is here now. Any, any disputes between us and the Alliance in this area are immediately double-checked to make sure they're not Twilight's Hammer cultists in disguise, and about one in three are. Hmm. 
So that's nothing new for them. Yeah, they instigated a. What, what, what was the what was the fort we were at? Where Fort Triumph at the or the, uh, the chasm conquest hold. Yeah, conquest hold. Yeah, conquest hold and Fort Triumph. The, the alliance bases Fort Triumph. The machinations instigated additional conflict <laughs> at Fort at conquest hold over in Kalimdor. Mm. We were there for that. Well, that is the way of the Twilight's Hammer. They like to toss attention away from their actions by turning their opponents against each other. So they're too busy fighting themselves to see the true threat. Well, as I said, you have our forces at your, at your, at your aid for this. Our task is to see to the, see to the end of the Twilight's Hammer here in the, here in the Highlands. Well, what do you think, Traga? And she looks over at the tall orc woman with the long red hair. Uh, and the, the orc woman kind of looks over across the group of you. Well, I, uh, at the moment I'm uncertain. Most of my legion was casualty in our last major push against the Twilight Hammer. We still don't know where several of them are. But at the moment, the Blood Red Legion is severely under strength. Do I know where are the major Legion? battle lines, Ben? Um, you and you can roll me a history check. Uh, 18. Uh, the Blood Red Legion is a Horde allied guild. Um, they're mostly military. They serve as sort of a backup military force for, the, for major Horde offensives. They're... Uh, Definitely sort of a, a <laughs> solid and well-organized task force. Uh, what'd you get? Twelve. Blood Relation is the guild that your brother went to join. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm sorry, what did she just mention? About uh, she said most of her force was cut down uh, in the most recent Casualties offensive. Casualties or missing. Yeah. But, wait. In their last offensive with Twilight Hammer. And her force is the Blood Red yes, Legion? Yes, she, she, she is apparently the leader of the Blood Red Legion. Okay, I can't. I'm. This is gonna sound so bad. Um, I can't remember what was her brother's name. Uh, Merrick Steelon. Thank you. Okay, it was Merrick. Okay. Um. My brother was, is I think one of yours. She looks over at you. Merrick Steelon. You're Merrick's kid. Yes, I'm his sister. I'm sorry, but I don't know if he's dead, but he's certainly missing. We, as a guild, are most experienced with reconnaissance and small strike missions. We can attempt to possibly scout the area, see if we can find any of the missing units. Possibly hope to bolster the strength of your forces again. Maybe. If there is nothing else for us to do, then I believe that would be the best usage of our skills. Uh, that definitely sounds like a solid plan. Um, we've actually got one of our own scouts, uh, one of the outliers, um, will be coming back shortly. As you hear a bird's cry uh, in the air. As a matter of fact, that's probably her. Good timing. Um, and you see a 
a uh, a large um, bird of prey uh, begin to circle the camp. Um, I want to wait for Austin to get back because this character is probably going to be of interest to yes, Jangatol. <coughs> yeah, go to Neverland. Hmm. He can he can get the retro description when he gets back. But the uh, this large bird of prey begins to circle and slowly make a, a, a descending loop around the camp as it begins to make its what way down. Kind of bird is it just some kind of a hawk or a falcon or something? Or uh, it looks like some kind of hawk. Um, only perception check. Ten. Some kind of hawk. I'm good at. I'm good at. Physical things and intimidating people. 18. Looking at stuff, I'm not so good at. 18. Um, the the two of you notice that. Oh, here comes a dog. Ah, ah you're wet. You're wet. Yeah, it was dog and it was raining. That was a good idea. Getting a dog in. Not so good leaving the door open, but definitely a good idea getting a dog in. Well, I had to come back downstairs anyway, so. Yeah. <sighs> There's a giant bird coming down. What kind of bird? One exception. Sure as a bird. Mm-hmm. That's right. is a twelve. Okay. So the two of you notice um, the it doesn't look like some kind of large hawk. The thing that the thing that tips you off about it, its feathers, its plumage is sort of a blue green, uh, with like reddish tinges on individual pilot feathers, um, and as it it continues to loop down and eventually lands right next to the fire, um, and there's this greenish light that swirls around it as its form swells and changes shape, and a few moments later, standing in its place is not a bird but a troll, a troll woman, uh, sort of bluish green, definitely a jungle troll, um, with sort of f- like bright sort of fiery red hair with um, black uh, streaks throughout it um, with a very wild woman look. Her hair is very loose and free with occasional small braids, just like what could be grabbed with a hand and braided. Um, And her outfit is very um, hides and leathers that are mostly just completely practical. Uh, she's got she's got the air of a of a wild wanderer about her, um, and she sort of stands up on her feet and straightens her back out. You can see these very large and protruding tusks. Um, and she looks around at the at the group um, and sort of inspects everyone, all the new arrivals, before she looks over at uh, Traga. I'll be back from my scouting. And I see... Well... There'll be plenty of new cages set up. They definitely took more prisoners than they put in the ground. Question. Um, what do I know about what Twilight Hammer cultists might want with prisoners? Um, I'm trying to think what kind of ability check that would be. Religion? Uh, either religion That's or insight. Can I roll for that too? Sure. Uh, 17. Insight or religion? 
Uh, religion. Religion. Okay. I'm better with insights so or twenty-one. Twenty-one. Um, you don't know much about the Twilight's Hammer, but typically speaking, prisoners have some form of purpose. And if this seems to be a military <laughs> camp, they might have a practical purpose. Maybe gathering information from them. Maybe um, trying to convert them into more soldiers that they can convince them to join their side. Um, maybe some kind of sacrifice if they need to do some more magic. Um, for religion. Uh, the Twilight's Hammer are definitely big on sacrifice, but they're also big on corrupting and twisting people to their side to bolster their ranks. Um, so odds are good that this is like a 50-50 chance of either you break in service or you don't break in with Yushi for a ritual. How long have they had them? Well, the last assault that went bad was a few days ago, if I'm not mistaken, Traga. The Twilight's Hammer enjoys two things most of all with the prisoners. Corrupting them, turning them to their goal and to their, to their aim. And if that fails, using them to fuel demonic magics. Man. If we're to save them. It's going to have to be soon. Then it needs to be soon, yes. Otherwise, they, some of them may already have been turned. <clears throat> well, what you going to do? Would I have any kind of bearing over how long that kind of process might take? I mean, depending on the will of the individual, it could take days. It could take weeks if they're really determined to get something out of this person. But if, if it they, started taking months, then, then they'd, probably, they, they'd probably start yeah, just <clears throat> dealing with them. If it was someone particularly valuable, they might go that extra length of time. Like if it was someone they knew had information they needed. Um, they might go that extra length, but eventually it's just sort of like, well, this isn't paying out, so you're more useful as magic fuel. Um, if we rested now, would we be able to get up before the sun rises? Probably. The sun just set a few hours ago. We should rest now and set out as soon as we, as soon as we rise. See if we can't ascertain any more information about their cages and get any of them free. Makes sense. It shouldn't be a very long rest. As long as we need, but no longer. Could you perhaps provide us some amount of information on what happened or where this battle was? If we know where the major... The troll's going to pull out his map and uh, lay it out in front of this bird woman. Yeah, where the major <laughs> areas of casualties were, perhaps we and could then, uh, pull out a better pull of point teeth and knuckle bones and uh, claws. The, the, the troll sort of reaches out and takes the bag. Tank you, little one. She says as she sort of begins to pull out teeth and starts to lay them out across the uh, uh, across the area. She sort of counts the um, the major concentrations. She uses larger teeth to represent more numerous groupings. Mm -hmm. Um, and she kind of lays them out across the map, and she basically lays out uh, what looks to be a... Um, the camp is sort of protected by a natural hill, where there's only, like, the sides of the hill on either the north or the east side are the only real places where it's feasible to walk up the hill. Otherwise, you'd have to climb and make yourself, you know, defenseless. Um, 
Uh, but she does know that at the bottom of the hill, there's another outpost that's sort of like a scouting post. Um, but she, the heaviest concentrations are close around the base of the tower. Um, and there's <laughs> the, the number sort of thin out as you get further out away. Um, and she uses, aside from the T, she takes out, she takes the knuckle bones to represent the, um, the, the prisoners and she sort of peppers them about. It looks like, um, there are heavy concentrations of teeth that she sets in the dirt inverted uh, to symbolize magic users. And she says most of the most of the prisoners seem to be centered around where areas of magical practice are being performed. Whether you know the magicians are better at breaking or whether they're going to use them for rituals, they seem to be kept near the spellcasters. Um, where most of the traditional cultists are just sort of patrolling the area and keeping an eye out. Um, and the uh, the the orc woman Traga kind of looks over. Well, Zura, do you have any recommendations for a small task force trying to get through? The troll kind of looks down at the map. <coughs> well, if I was hmm. going to guess. I'd say your best bet come from an angle they don't expect. The east and north sides are well patrolled. It's where a force would have to come true. But if you're good at climbing, the central outpost down the bottom of the hill got some of the lightest complimented defenders, mostly just a scouting position to keep an eye out for large armies coming round the sides. You sneak through, kill them all to get in your way, or just sneak past them, whichever works. Make your way up the hill without being noticed. Slide on in past the bulk of their guard. Not gonna be easy, but <clears throat> a smaller force do it easier than an army. If we can get towards where they're holding the captives, as Chogoldi is the example, the spellcasters tend to lead in the Twilight's armor. Killing them will, in addition to freeing our prisoners, will also not necessarily break the morale of their forces, but lead them more into disarray than it would otherwise. The Twilight's armor be crazy. Don't expect them to follow traditional rules, but that'd be a good basis. I think we're fairly effective at climbing. With a small grin, mm -hmm. because we did climb into a harpy's nest at one point. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <coughs> a long time ago. A long time ago. I got up there the easy way. The, the troll's going to look out to the orc, knowing that the troll and the, orc, uh, and the big orc are the only two people who are any good at climbing. <laughs> and his head slightly. But aside from that, the other Twilight's activity in the area... Be not, she says as she pulls the map aside and marks and just takes a stone off of the ground and sets it on an area in the north. They woke something up over there. A cancerous growth rises from the ground. Tentacles spring forth. A fanged maw opens up from the earth. Something ancient lives there. Something that whispers in the mind. Drawing those that spend too long to madness. So we avoid that direction. 
I say we get a flying machine and bomb it. The the base that we're trying to rescue people no. from? The no, giant no, tentacle thing. That big monster. <laughs> we'll deal with that later. No. Is that sorry, was that indicated as what they're here for or that was just some something activity that she had noted to the north. <laughs> That is concerning, but not our immediate objective. I think the Alliance got more to worry about that one. Tandama be between them and us. That's the Alliance base. We'll leave that to them, then. Unless they ask for help. The oh-so-noble Alliance tend not to ask for help. Whatever. But, let's rest. Well, prepare. How long do you all need to rest? You need to rest as well. I'm fine. How long do you all need to rest? <laughs> Shut Six hours. I know your brother is in danger. But he will not be saved any faster if you are tired. Six and hours. I will need you to gut any mage between us and him. I will. You will need your full strength for that. I will be fine. Rest. We will get there as soon as we can. Fine. Let's rest. And I'm going to work on my chain some more. <clears throat> Actually, I'm going to talk to the druid while I'm working on it. And, mm -hmm. uh, I didn't. I didn't catch your name. Zura, they call me Zura the Wanderer. Garrett Cloudspeaker. I'm working on repurposing something, and I'm wondering if you could aid me. What you need? I pull out what was at one point an abomination's claw, which has now been much more jaggedly modified and shrunk to be more of an orcish hook than the traditional meat hook that it was previously. Mm-hmm. I am, while I can speak with the spirits of nature, I have no power to coax them into enchanting. What do you, would you perhaps be able to aid me in this? What have you want in this thing to do? I feel spirits of wind <coughs> to help guide it on its course and return it to, the th to its thrower would be most useful. Yeah, could go that way. But for that, you'd be wanting a shaman. I speak to the spirits of nature. The wind not be quite so much my call, unless it be just the wind of the earth. The spirits, mm, they be their own. I speak to the primal winds. The lower gonk and paku. They listen, but, well, not be <clears throat> my field to ask them to bless items. Perhaps you take it to a mage for more. She kind of, it's a hand gesture of like, I don't know how to phrase it. And sort of hocus pocus style <clears throat> magic. 
Or you speak to a shaman, more interested in the spirits, but that'd be outside of my field just a bit. Is there anything you could do to aid? There might be, but it'd take time. How much time? <laughs> that'd be a process to measure in weeks, mm. not days. No. Thank you for your input. I'm going to go and continue to sharpen the other one then. Let's see if I can get two, because these will be very helpful in climbing if we need them. My guess be, when you find a place to settle down, then you find someone you there. When you find a place you're going to be for a while. Thank you. Or a place you're going to come back to. I appreciate the info. I don't tend to stay nowhere long. Fair enough. I don't think any problems. Roll me an inside check. Me? Sure. Yeah. Uh, 18. Uh, you notice that while she's while she's having this conversation, she seems vaguely distracted. Uh, <laughs> and you notice that as, as she's having this conversation, her eye, her gaze keeps sort of flittering back to Jangatal. Don't look over at what Jangatal's doing. <laughs> Probably face down on the ground sleeping. <laughs> Uh, I mean, were, are there any are there any dragons here? I heard mention of dragons. Um, not immediately present. Um, you do notice that there are several black dragon heads that have been mounted on spikes as sort of a deterrent. He's probably investigating those, trying to check the anatomy. Like, do they still have teeth and usable parts in them? Um, some, yeah, they still have some teeth, but a lot of them are damaged like these these are heads that have been left as as warnings so showing how dangerous they were seems to be sort of important checking out the, the yeah. dragon heads <laughs> look over to it all look back <coughs> companion catch your eye what oh yeah <laughs> companion catch your eye there's a strange one that one I've how long have we been as a group together now just over a year yeah, I've known Jangatal for a year, slightly more. You've probably known him for a couple of years because he also spent a <laughs> oh, year in the Valley of Trials. Yeah, I've known Jangatal for a few years. He does not speak. Hmm. He wouldn't, would he? <laughs> no. <laughs> as, as Garrett continues with the, yes, what I just said is correct. <laughs> She kind of shrugs and. If you have anything else for me? No. <clears throat> Thank you for your time. Yeah. Spirits be with you. And also with you. Because <laughs> we still don't know what the correct back to that would be. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's mostly correct, honestly. <laughs> As it turns out, and the, may the force be with you. You and can replace you can replace the force with anything. May the fill in the blank be with you, and also, and also with, with you. you. May the Coca Cola be with you, and also with you. <laughs> Wait, are we starting a soda based cult here? Potentially. <laughs> I mean, we're near Atlanta. I was about to say. <laughs> Pilgrimage to the I, world I, of Coca. I know some people who are. We just pilgrimage to the world of Coca Rear. 
Anyway. It's a 30-minute drive. It's not much of a pilgrimage. <laughs> no one said pilgrimages have to be long. <laughs> it's just that they have to have an end in mind. So, anyone have anything else they need to, they need to accomplish before we take a long rest? I'm just working on my chain. It's not very far. I do have a plan that I've thought up for a tech device that I may need okay. Josh's help with. Is it a is it a baby carrier for Garrick's back so that you, the weaker of the party can just ride on him as he climbs? <laughs> I mean, that's not actually what I was thinking, but it might be useful. <laughs> I was thinking of a spell casting device so that basically I can conserve spell slots that I want to use for healing. So oh, right. basically, a I, heal gun. Specifically, actually, I was thinking of a. Um, because if I used a heal gun, it probably wouldn't have all my crazy awesome class benefits to it. So I was thinking like a, modifying my staff so that I can cast uh, blindness or deafness with it. So that I can have a combat spell that doesn't use spell slots. So I can still heal things. Because mm -hmm. currently the only thing that keeps me from using it is the fact that it uses spell slots that could be used for... You're wanting to enchant your staff. Techno enchant it. Yeah. Adding well, complexity. Your, All right. Well, that never fails. Adding a chance to malfunction. Yeah, adding a malfunction yeah, chance yeah. to malfunction. <laughs> right. <laughs> can, can you, do you have a, what's your engineering? Uh, my engineering is, though I guess that would also reduce the time it would take to do it. Yeah, it'd be it'd be like eight. You can work a lot faster on a tech device than you can on a chance engineering. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I took the, um, I think it's not actually blindness or deafness. It's, it's literally just like a like a squid's ink bag. <laughs> he just. <laughs> I mean, no. I, I was thinking something more so along the lines of uh, you know the the men in black little flashy stick. <laughs> Did you flashy thing me? <laughs> <laughs> Except you know it's a staff, but you know close enough. All right. Uh, blindness, deafness is a second level spell. Second level. So it'd be a tech score four. Mm-hmm. Uh, apply formula. <laughs> That's what we're trying to do. So yeah, it, it, how repeatable would you want that to be? What do you mean? Like how often would you want to be able to use that? All the until time, the, twice the a day, battle, three times the, a day. Until the battle's over. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's once like, a day. <laughs> would you would you want it to like the tra the traditional the traditional fuel sources a vial of flogiston a number of vials of flogiston equal to the spell level every time you want to cast it. Um, mm -hmm. So, do you want to be able to fuel it with flogiston? Uh, do you want it to have a set number of charges that it can regenerate? Do you want it to be able to use once or twice? Or I mean, having charges wouldn't be a problem for me. Like being able to use it maybe. Once or twice per day. Yeah. So, um, going about twice a day, um, <clears throat> sort of spitball this just off the top of my head. Uh, I'm looking for a second level spell. Probably be. Yeah, no. is not in the mood to do anything. Materials, materials and enchantment. You'd probably be looking at about 
for repeatable steps every couple of days, you're probably looking at about five or six hundred gold worth of materials, probably closer to six hundred. But then, if you're if you're doing it, it's just like twice a day without the need of Flogiston, that would probably be repeatable, although it would still have a chance of malfunctioning every time you try and cast the spell. Yeah, yeah. You come over top, it just into the face. But it would still be approximately the same cost to build that. Yeah. <clears throat> it's just with Flogiston, you can cast it more often. It's just you would also need to have a lot of Flogiston on hand. Yeah, yeah. Because it'd be nice to be able to get an extra casting off, like, once or twice per fight. But it, I, I, I'm building this so that I have an extra spell slot or two to work with so I don't have to worry about consuming healing spells. Not so I can cast the spell 20 times in a row. Yeah. So yeah, just a couple of times a day. People do work and rest. So, does it knock my glasses off? And also, the malfunction reading would be relative, but yeah. Because um, does it increase by the spell level or twice the spell level? Uh, the malfunction reading increases by the level of the spell you cast, and that's after you do the calculations for price. Yes. Um, so if you set the malfunction rating high to cheapen the price, it goes even higher after that. Yeah. So if you set it at 18, and then put a 20th level spell in it, the malfunction rating is not 20. <laughs> <laughs> well, malfunction rating only goes as high as five. So if you if you set a malfunction rating of five and, and then put a second and put put a ninth level spell on it, you're looking at a malfunction of fourteen. <laughs> no, what you, no, because what you do is uh you you uh you cobble it, which would double the malfunction rating. <laughs> you have a malfunction rating of nineteen. So you can only get it to work properly <laughs> on, on a natural, natural twenty. Ouch. <laughs> Now I mean, that's goblin tech. <laughs> what you do, you buy you, and then you sell that to your enemy. <laughs> And you make and it so that, and you and you lock in the malfunction. I, I you lock in the malfunction as the nuclear blast. <laughs> I don't want a five percent chance of them pulling off a wish spell. As I say, five percent chance they actually well, no, to meet you. Just formula. tell them it's a wish spell. It's not a wish spell. <laughs> it's still a ninth level spell. That could be meteor storm. I mean, it could be a wish spell. You're not technically lying. <laughs> it's like that's not a deception check. Here. This will cast wish on your enemies. And I wish I... that my enemies were filthy rich. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you got, like do you, do you really want to risk the five percent chance that they successfully cast meteor storm? <laughs> yes, if it's if it's a nuclear blast in response, yes. <laughs> Everybody spread out. Also, I think it'd be really difficult to be able to cast ninth level spells as a techno mage. You have to be in the epic levels for that. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't saying like it's it. going to be easy. <laughs> <laughs> or inexpensive. You get someone else to cast it for you. That's it. Find that mage. Anyways, <clears throat> yes. we wake up. It's still dark. Uh, yeah, it's still. You've got a couple hours before sunrise. Soaring Fang. Let's go. Yeah. So, we are intending to take whatever that climbing route was. Yeah. <sighs> so, um, as you uh, make your way 
sort of avoiding any signs of civilization or um, enemies that might be in the way. Uh, as we go, um, I'm leaving the Sashimoto in the cart. And as we're walking, though, I'm going to be taking my chain hooks, and I want to basically lace them into my armor so that they work as a support and the chain hooks themselves just sort of dangle off my wrists. Mm-hmm. Specifically so that I can use them to climb easier. Hmm. And also, that way I have mounting on my back for those two. <laughs> hmm. To hold on to. Shanna can climb. Is climbing... done it before. Yeah. Oh. Uh, athletics? Or... But if or... you're mounted on uh, my climbing back. Athletics, yeah. if climbing would be athletics, yeah. Climbing would be athletics, trying to maneuver around difficult terrain would be acrobatics. And, and, and I'll explain this as well. If you're holding on to me when I get to the top, you can lunge up and kill any guards patrolling the cliffside. Okay. Much easier than while I'm getting myself up over the cliff. And John Gatal can also do that just by himself. <laughs> so the two of you can be ready to pounce while I'm still getting up over the edge. <laughs> and Josh, I have no doubt, can get himself up. He probably has boots that just extend. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if I take my... Boots that extend like 500 feet up. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Josh's ultimate pogo boots. <laughs> Wait, sorry, ultimate bogo boots. Wait, fuck, wrong one. <laughs> ultimate buy one, get one boots. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're buy one, get one. That'd be half price for a pair, okay. No, yeah, you buy one boot and you get the other one when you buy it. It's a goblin invention. <laughs> These are my ultimate bogo boots. Oh, I really want to make a goblin taker and just make stupid <laughs> shit like that to sell. I've got pogo boots and I've got bogo boots. Let me tell you, the bogo boots are cheaper than the pogo boots. So you got to buy the pogo boots individually. Yeah, you do. One at a time. 20 but, gold for that boot, 20 gold for that boot. So the Bogo boots, you pay 20 gold to get both of them. Yeah. What do they do? I'll ask for you to find out. Here, have the boot. I just want to see 20 gold for that one, 30 for that one. <laughs> 20 for the left, 30 for the right, because most people lean with the right foot. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I figured it costs more to make it because, you know, the right one's longer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you only want one boot, please, go ahead. <laughs> The two left boots. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You wore the right and the left foot. Oh, I'm sorry. The right foot's 40. <laughs> like I said, most people leave with the right. Then you just get a pirate walking up, buys the one boot, and gets an extended peg leg. Hey, we do custom work. <laughs> you want a pogo peg leg, that's 50. It's specialty work. I can't use the mold. I mean, <clears throat> would so. you just be able to replace no the peg leg with a pogo stick? It's specialty work. I can't use the mold. <clears throat> right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter how easy it is. No. It's specialty work. I can't use the mold. That's that's my goblin's go-to line. By the way. So you, 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 it's shocking how often that's used, though, in actual corporate business. 
for when we have this all tinker party that we need to make. <laughs> so, okay. Um, you, you do your best to avoid any of the wild animals and the other creatures of the area. And when Garrick dies, it's just that goblin coming in. <laughs> the, uh... Like the moment he dies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Look! It's an orc half off! <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> oh. Uh, the, the, the goblin's name is Gypsum Better, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gypsum Better, at your yeah. service. <laughs> Just call me Jip. I'll bring back Wrench him Nuts. Wrench <laughs> him Nuts and Gypsum Better. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> When are we doing the all known one shot, by the way? <laughs> all tinker, we need goblins. All, all I meant to say tinker, I'm sorry, I'm thinking my gnome. <laughs> you can bring your goblins. You can be the abomination tinker. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, he won't let me do it. Undead tinker. <laughs> Jeez. It was a good idea, but I couldn't get it to work out. Too many, too many creature class levels. Yeah. They do have to have like 18 creature levels. Yeah, they have like 16 or 18 creature class I levels. I thought they had 21. I thought they were one of the ones where you no, just that's, literally... That's, that's Mountain Giants. Mountain Giant, okay. Um, so, uh, you, uh, <coughs> as you make your way, you begin to, you begin to see areas, um, where the land, um, as you get closer to the spire, the, the ground around it begins to change. Um, it's a, it's a slow effect from the, from the, the, you're from the, the scorched black area around Blood Gulch to the much more vibrant and green uh, plant life outside of it. And then it slowly starts to turn brown and then gray and then dies and is gone altogether. And you're left with dark gray rock. And then as it gets closer to the spire, it almost begins to turn purplish as if something is suffusing the rock and changing its very nature as it becomes unnaturally shaped. The rock is unusually smooth and the shapes are just wrong. They're not natural rock formations. They're vaguely non-Euclidean and just slightly off as everything just seems to be... It's hard to put words to it, but it's just wrong. Corrupted. Yes, that, that's probably the best word you've got for it, as this corruption seems to set into the earth itself. As everything around here is just bad. Why is it that if you Google non-Euclidean, it comes up with people like Euclid, Carl Friedrich Gauss, and H.P. Lovecraft? <laughs> I mean, I get that in this instance it's because you're describing Lovecraftian horror. But on the whole, I wouldn't think that'd be a Google recommendation. Mm -hmm. Unless it knows. It knows. It knows, apparently. What does it knows? Google knows everything. Google knows quite a lot. The way you said that, with the creepy hood, and the way you turned your head very, very precisely. <clears throat> Where are the carry weights in the player's handbook? Uh, it's in the like the beginning of the equipment section is encumbrance. <clears throat> I think if she's like literally a fifth your weight, you're good. You're probably fine, yeah. 
I'm pretty certain I've got an 18 strength, so I'm pretty certain I can carry both of them. I'm just checking. Yeah, and <clears throat> but um, the uh, <clears throat> and as you as you look, you can see, yeah, there's this sort of like semicircular cliff face that marks the the rise that leads to the very base of this massive spiral tower. Um, and there, there are two like earth ramps that sort of narrow and create sort of a, a funnel for any large groups of soldiers that might be trying to climb the rise. But at the same time, as you look down at the base of this sort of like 40, 50 foot tall um, rock face, there is a small encampment in the, in the, in the center of this crescent. Um, it's got like maybe three buildings to it. And from what you can see, there aren't that many figures moving around down there. It's definitely sort of like a scouting post. So is this below us or above us? It's rising. Right, so we're going up. Yeah, you're heading up. Okay. What sort of messenger system okay. do you seem to have? Strict score multiplied by 15. You don't see much, although there is like a there's a tower uh, near the back of that of that scouting camp, which you can only assume has like a signal horn or something. <clears throat> okay, so I'm going to poke an ally, point at the top of the tower. And then, since uh, indicate you, you climb. Yeah. So John Batal is going to go kill. I'm, I'm going to go see if I can sneak into that tower. <clears throat> uh, sneak around the back and then climb up the tower. Uh, how? So clarification. How tall is this tower? Uh, it's probably like 15 feet. Is that tower above us still? Yeah. So we have to climb up to the tower and then climb up it. Yeah, no. like it, it, it's like above you, and like it's a rising, it's a rising yeah, slope rising. landscape. Oh, so we're not actually. Like, yeah, you're not no, climbing, not yet. climbing yet. Yeah, yeah. we got to get rid of these yeah. guys before. So if I can get into the tower and prevent them from sending a signal, then you guys can come in from the front and prevent. Yeah, prevent anything. And yeah. prevent things from leaving. Yes. And snake friend, if they have messenger pigeons or something, can you know patrol the skies. Yeah. So if you all want to roll me stealth checks just for your approach. <laughs> I have disadvantage. Everybody has going ahead. stealth. Right? Because no, I, I have terrible stealth. Because well, I, I will steam suit. I have. Yeah, you have disadvantage on stealth. You're on I will signal them from the tower when, or or, the, or they might even figure out when they should be. Uh, I should be moving in last. Fourteen. Not bad. Oh. Six and. Oh, I don't have any. Okay, so it's eight. Eight. What's the agility of the uh, steam suit? Uh. <clears throat> Actually, it only has a strength thing. It doesn't have the agility. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, this is 10. Yeah, we're Jane Tall's approaching oh, the first, first, so. I get a plus one. That on that. I thought it would be a, a seven. Seven? Yeah. <clears throat> 23. 23. Yeah, okay. This is not the stealthy party. There's only no. two of you that are sneaking. 30. Yeah, that makes I, sense. I can easily smell. But not with, not with my when I actually roll yeah. something that isn't a one, yeah. I can stealth. So, I rolled uh, a 14. That's the best I've ever rolled. Yeah. Stealth. I rolled a 14 yeah. too. <laughs> I didn't. I, I had to roll a disadvantage, okay? I rolled an 18 oh. and a 14. Um, What would you describe this terrain as? Um, <laughs> badlands. Would that qualify in the desert? Because there's not a Badlands category. I would say that's about as close to desert as you're going to find. This. Cool. Because 
Desert is one of my two favorite terrains. Good. Yeah, I would say this applies. Badlands is a combination of desert and mountain. Yeah, because I'm jungle and desert. Yeah. I've got the two extremes. Yeah, I would say I would say that desert would apply here. Cool. It's a weird desert, but it's sort of in the middle of in the middle of a highlands. Yeah. It's what if what if he and I were going from a different angle than those two so that they could Well I mean you know, he's going in first regardless. Yeah, I'm going in right. first. <clears throat> I think you if you've balked your check, yeah, you've not, already well, no, but I mean yeah, I mean yeah. But, but but planning So Well, I mean let's see first. what the eyes and ears look like. Well, because I'm going in first, hopefully I'll be in the tower and then Yeah. And your snake. I will I will I will signal or it'll be obvious. Badlands are don't tap for either red or black. They're also really expensive. Yeah, because they're lands that aren't like they're, that come intact your lands. Yeah, they're real good. And uh, also kind of basic. Do they come with basic lands? No, they're not basic lands. Yeah. But they have both basic land types, which means yeah. they're fetchable by things that fetch yeah. mountains and mountains and swamps. Yeah, they're a mountain swamp. They're shock lands that don't shock you. Yeah. So, um, as you uh, approach. You make your way through, and you you are fairly confident that you're able to slide right between the uh, the different guards. There's only like five or six that you can see um, that you notice around the area. Hoping very tall kills that look out before we get spotted by the other people who won't be able to signal as easily. <clears throat> so Badlands go for about three hundred bucks. Lot. For a land, <laughs> for a land, yeah. Lands tend to be the most expensive because you got the most decks. Regardless, uh, I get to the base of the tower. Is it a wood tower? Yeah, it's wooden. It's a wooden construction. All right. Um, They're like metal reinforcements to give it extra sturdiness, but it's mostly wood. I'm not going to be able to sneak up the middle of the tower. I'm probably going to climb up the outside of it, or could I just go up the middle of it? You can climb up the center of the ladder, but you don't <clears throat> like. That's just like if anyone who's in the tower looks down, it's clear shot. What about if I climb the outside? You climb the outside, you'd be visible to anyone who's on that side, but the other the other four the other three sides you'd probably be. And there's probably good. no one on the side facing the mountain, I would assume. Face that. facing the cliff face, probably That's not. Probably not where you said look at. Yeah, probably not. We'll climb up that side. Alright, <clears throat> roll me athletics. Okay, that's a mediocre roll. Uh, slightly above average. And I'm decent at athletics. So eighteen. Nice. Yeah, so you rolled high enough that I'm not going to ask you to reroll your stealth. You managed to maintain your stealth through that. Um, so you, you, you climb the uh, climb the tower, um, and as you um, reach the top, uh, as you as you sort of crest over the 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 guard rail that's designed <clears throat> to keep the person in the tower from falling out of it. Um, it's only about 15 feet, but still, that would hurt. I mean, it's a D6. <laughs> so no, it's a take a D6 if they don't have to. Yeah. Um, D six and a half. The uh, the which half? The falling half. The falling half. Um, the you can you can see the 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 guard um standing on the opposite side is <coughs> looks like a human. Mm -hmm. Um, he's got these sort of like black and purple <coughs> robes um that are seem. Definitely very cultish. Ooh, they put the guy that can't see in the dark on on watch at night. That's silly. Uh, well, he doesn't have to see in the dark. He just has to get the signal from someone else to sign <laughs> to sound the horn. Where where's the signal? Uh, there's a there is a there's a horn that is set off to his left. Like he can just sort of if he gets the signal from someone, he can just reach over to his left and blow into the horn. Use it to bludgeon him to death. 
Um, blow on this. Uh, and he, he's definitely he's facing away. He's looking at, he's looking down at the camp. So if one of the if one if one of the scouts in the camp says, "Hey, blow the horn," you can just be like, "Okay," you know. Uh, what's the horn look like? Uh, it's it's sort of like clearly made of bone, and it's just sort of like very it. A lot of like elvish horns are very fancy and like have like the curve in the middle because they want to for whatever reason. But this one is just a very straightforward, very blunt sort of like. You got a narrow taper with a with a metal cap opens up into a uh, an open horn with a metal rim. And it's it's a very simple and not very ornate horn. Does it look like it would work without that metal cap? Probably, it just wouldn't. Probably, probably wouldn't resonate as much, but it would probably still make a good noise. It might, not, it, might, it might not carry as far, but that doesn't sound very stealthy. I mean, he wouldn't be able to blow the horn. Just, That's the thing just, with the just just take everything out here and just <laughs> so I can't. Wind. Uh, how far? How far of a distance is it up to the top of this cliff? To the top of the cliff, it's probably about a fifty foot from from like ground level. It's probably about fifty foot. So they could hear the sounds of combat and stuff. Yes. Yeah. If it was notable combat, they could probably hear it. And second question: Can I sneak up behind this person and gag them? You can try with a kind of grapple style. Yeah, you can try. While snack friend uh, bites the snicker double dog. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to grapple the ponies out of this person. Actually, if you're in a cult, you probably don't have great wisdom, right? Depending. That depends. It depends. That's why, that's why it's called spirit in Warcraft, is because it's not necessarily how wise you are, it's your connection to the areas around you. It depends. If you're, if you're, if you're the follower, maybe not. If you're one of the, if you're one of the magicians, maybe. This person is probably not a magician. Probably not. If you're a lookout, though. If you're on lookout, but he's he's specifically not on lookout. He's the guy receiving the, the signal. It's part of the lookout system. The I'm only... going to tap my uh, my paralyzation poison to my knife. Okay. And my snake friend is going to coil himself around the horn. So if anyone tries to blow it, <laughs> just bite. It's just like, no. <laughs> it's just a snake there. Question: Could his how wide is the opening of this horn? He could, <laughs> he could, I mean, not, he couldn't fit in the mouth part, but he could fit in the, the other end. He could end. put his tail in the mouth part, though. And he could, he could plug, plug it. it. Yeah, he could plug it with his tail. That would work, right? Yeah, theoretically. Sure. It, so would, I, cer I, it would certainly dampen it, if nothing else. Well, snake friends on horn duty. <laughs> the horn. Why did it make no noise? <laughs> snake. <laughs> All right, face. So snake friends got the horn, just in case it doesn't work. Um... Yeah, we're gonna paralyze a dude. <clears throat> what are you using? Dagger. The dagger. The skinner. Alright, cool. Oh, I need to roll for the day for what my skinner effect is. Cool. I'll check that in a minute. Does he get advantage for sneak attacks? I mean he's definitely I mean, unaware he, of he, you. You, he's definitely unaware of you, so you definitely have advantage on the attack roll. Uh eighteen? That definitely hits. He takes a non-zero amount of damage, which is six damage. Okay. And he has to make me a spirit save. What's the DC? Uh, 13. He rolled a seven on the die, and he has no modifier. <clears throat> He's paralyzed? He is paralyzed. Guessed correctly. As you, uh, as you, as you sort of sneak up behind him, he's just sort of like, 
leaning on the on the side of this rail, just sort of seeming almost vaguely bored as he's just sort of standing around and waiting. You sort of sneak up and pull the knife out of your belt and dip it into one of your sting vials and just very faintly reach up, place a hand on his shoulder and dig the knife into his neck with the other end and you see and you feel his body go and just stop. How sturdy does he seem? Uh, that knife blow seemed like it hurt him real bad. He's he's not doing so hot. Alright, pull him back away from the edge. Uh, put him on the floor. You, you, use the rest of this round to uh, gag and bind him. And then... Oh, just... <clears throat> I just want to make sure. Yeah. Gag and bind, then shake and then And then throat slit. Yeah. Is, is it considered... It, you have advantage because he's paralyzed, and if you, if you hit him, it automatically crits. Cool. Uh, 20. Yeah, he, his armor class was 12. And uh, this time I've got the big spear on because, yeah. you know, I don't need to be accurate with the skinner anymore. Yeah. So you auto crit him, which will probably kill him. Eight. Eleven. Fifteen damage. Yeah, so you, you, you jam it with the knife, and as he's paralyzed, you sort of pull him back and put the knife away and pull the spear off your back and just, just very casually press your hand onto the front of his torso and put press this, the tip of the knife against his back and then just press them together, and the knife just sort of slides spear. between his spear. The spear. Sorry. Just up yeah, just, so, so it's like slides between his ribs and out the front as his breath just leaves him quietly. Pull that out. Look down into the encampment. From up here, how many people can I see? Uh, about four, maybe five. Um, while you're while you're doing that, I'm assuming the rest of the people. The rest of you, <clears throat> go ahead and make me perception checks. Three. Ooh, Seventeen. It's probably the highest I've ever had. Thirteen. <laughs> Twenty-three. That was really good. You're not surprised. <clears throat> Um, and, also the one who was invisible. <laughs> so as you, uh, as the the group of you are sort of waiting for the signal, uh, Shiana, you hear like the the faintest rustling in the what little grass is around you, as um, uh, killer bunny, as. I hope it's a killer bunny. <laughs> as four figures, um, just yeah, sort of killer bunny is a lot. <laughs> as 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 four figures sort of emerge out from what little cover there was behind rocks, just out of dead trees. Just some of them just seem to appear out of the ground, just like out of a out of a cloud of smoke. Um, as as these four figures um, in black <clears throat> leathers with their faces hidden appear drawing weapons and we're gonna have a surprise round you're the only one that gets to act in okay uh, we roll initially real quick can you just show you what i just rolled on fake skinner for the day nice you wouldn't have made that you wouldn't have needed to make that athletic check if you'd done that earlier yeah if i realized it do i need to roll what'd you get what'd you get on the skinner yeah go ahead and roll monkey it. i got a monkey <laughs> I got a 23. <clears throat> right there. All right. 18. 23 is Shiana. My you, dexterity is 10. You you would go before them, but you're surprised. Uh, That's fine. Bring them to me. 
I, I have I have to move less if they go first. <laughs> oh goody. Six. 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 <clears throat> yep. And what do you have, uh, Leaf? Furniture. Yeah. <clears throat> Eighteen. Hey, me too. Yeah, nice. Let them go first. Uh, your dex is higher. <clears throat> my dex is ten. Oh, my dex is ten. Uh, you both get to go the same. <coughs> my dex is so not ten. <clears throat> no. Okay, I'm not even gonna bother. I'm just gonna write. I'm just gonna make that Garrick and Leaf. I don't have any stats that are a ten. I don't think. I have three no, stats that are a 10. So, Shiana, you get to go as you see these four figures. Okay. Um, am I able to sneak attack or backstab them? Mm, no, they're all. They're, they are the ones that have the advantage here. <laughs> but I can hurt them. Yes, you can attack. Um, okay, I'll just go through the closest one. <clears throat> all right. Now, that was a uh, one on the die. Why? Because the die hates me. <laughs> yeah, so you, 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 you rush up and you, you bring your claw around to try and snake in and strike this and you realize as you get closer that it's an orc woman. And you she she pulls a uh, a scimitar out of out of her belt and just scrapes across the claws and deflects them off to the side. Their turn. Uh, it's their turn. Um, and the other three uh, which is um, two more orcs and a and a uh, um, a human. Um, See, the Twilight's hammer gets orcs and humans to work together to end the world. Yes, at the behest of demons and black orcs. <laughs> but unity. Wonderful. Yeah, no, not specifically not demons actually. They don't do with demons. Really? Don't they? Nope. Twilight's hammer does not work with demons. They, yes, they work with elder horrors. They work with they as, work as evidenced by the Lovecraftian horror that uh, sorry troll described. Old gods, my bad. Yeah, they work with old gods. Old gods and demons don't get along. I mean, you know, if you're gonna have an infestation of one or the other. <laughs> um. So first, one of the orc males is gonna go after you. Which armor class? Nineteen. Nineteen. Yep. Okay. Well, that's a nineteen on the. Oh, that's an eighteen on the die, but still. Um, so that's going to be a 23 to hit. Okay. Uh, and because you're surprised, it is a critical hit. Okay. Okay, 27 points of slashing damage to you. It's an assassin. And then I'm going to make a second attack. 27, you said? Yep. Seven. 21 to hit. Let's bring you another. That's. Ow. Um, 21 damage on the second hit. Okay. And then one of them's going after Leaf. One on each of you. Yeah. Uh, that one is a 15 to hit? Yep. Okay. And roll high, they roll low to hit you. High to hit me. That's going to be 10, 16, 17, 18, 21 damage to Leaf on the first hit. <coughs> and then 19 to hit you. You can take less hits than me. How many hit points do you have? 76. 56. 
10, 20. Yeah, they dropped 24. me from 76 to 28 in two hits. And 27 damage on the second hit. That's right. In 3 5, you had a ton of hit points, if I recall. A lot of hit points. Yeah. Very good saving throws. Mm-hmm. And Are you still up? One going on you. Uh-huh. Uh, you have still up. 15. It's definitely a hit. But this is going this is going to your suit before it hits you though. So right, yeah. Uh, it's 22, 25 slashing damage to the suit. Okay. And then yes, definitely also a hit. 10, 16, 17, 18, 21 slashing damage on the second hit. And then you, you're not surprised, so they just get regular attacks on you. That's mm-hmm. uh, a 15 to hit. Um, no, that is not him. Okay. Good, they missed. Second attack. Here's Chill's the only one who's aware. Uh, 17 to hit. That's my alarm clock. So okay, so that hits. It's good thing that wasn't a crit, because that was more sixes than usual. Uh, 6, 12, 16, 19 slashing damage to you. Yeah. Wow. They still did almost as much damage to you on one non-crit as they did to me on a crit. <laughs> it's not even a sneak attack. I thought they were sneak attacking. No. That's just there. So, that, so that they just have the assassin feature then? They do have the assassin feature for the, for, well, they have, technically for them it's called Slayer. Um, Interesting. Because they're monsters. They're they NPCs. Yeah, they're, 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 they're NPCs. Yes. Well, I mean, they have the ability what assassins have, so I assume yes, that they, they had some kind of sneak attack ability. It turns out they just hurt. They just hit hard. I'm using um, from uh, Volo's guide. The, yeah. These assassins are using the Fang of Shargas. Uh, yeah. 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 Those are really good. The, the, the Volo's guide orcs are really fun. They're really cool. They're really, They're really fun. fun. That's why I'm using them. Yep. Anyways, um, and then we go back to the regular initiative. Shauna, you're up again. Uh-huh. Flank and stop. There we go. Okay. Um, 23 <clears throat> to hit. That definitely hits. That definitely hits. All right. I'm not rolling a d20 for damage. Can I steal this? You're, you're attacking the one that attacked you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, 10 damage. Yep. Uh, then it brings it to Garrick and Leaf, both of you. I'm going to shift. How many people can I get in a 30 foot cone? Uh, 30 foot cone? Yeah. Um, enemies or allies? Um, only enemies? Um, that's difficult because every ally has an enemy next to them right now. How many? Okay. Like, like if the four of you are in like a box formation, they're on the outside of that box, sort of in all cor- all four corners. Uh Though if I'm shifting to flank the one that Shauna's fighting, if okay, that gives that, me a time. That'll, that'll get you a attack opportunity against yeah, him. So that's fine. Uh, it's only going to be a uh, sixteen hit. That misses. Yep. So does my situation change with his move, or uh, then there's one who's by himself. Okay, so I still can't get. But yeah, they, two they have they have the positional <laughs> advantage right now. All right. Um, uh, does a twenty hit? Uh, yes. And my second, I'm just going to roll my second attack because I'm assuming I won't kill one hit. Uh, that'll be a tw- uh, that'll be a 19 to hit. Yeah. Okay. So first strike. Saving my saving my spells for the spell Because <clears throat> while I while I'm still fleshing out the bestiary for my Warcraft conversion, I'm just using Ooh, a nice. lot of the the D and D monsters. Uh, 16 slashing damage for the first hit. Nice. 
26 total. And uh, two less. So that's 14 slashing damage for the second 26. 40. Okay. I don't have any bonus actions, I think. Actually, no. So I want the assassin on me to go ahead and make a DC 14 spirit saving throw. Okay. Against cause fear. Well, that's a natural one. Cool. So it is now frightened of me. Okay. Uh, does it have any special conditions, or is it just frightened? Um. Well, frightened has specific things. They have disadvantage on any attack rolls uh, while they're within sight of you, and they can't move closer to you, but they don't have to move away from you. Yeah, can't willingly move closer. Ooh, and have I do have a bonus action advantage on ability checks, attack rolls. I do have a source spirit within line of sight. I need a bonus action to cast healing spirit. That's a good idea. So he takes that. He can make a saving throw at the end of his turns. Okay. But I'm also going to go ahead and cast Sanctuary on myself. Okay. I'm gonna have. I'm actually gonna have to cast Healing Spirit in the spot that I was moving to, just so I can get the effect. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Ooh. So I roll a d6 and. Yep. I need to. D6 plus your spirit, or just a d6. Uh. Just a d6. Yeah. But it lasts for like a. It full lasts minute. for a minute. Yeah. I get two hit points back. And ability check, to, does that count for saving throws no, as well? No, saving throws are not ability checks. There's, there's, there's three types of d20 <laughs> rolls. There's attack rolls, there's ability checks, and there's saving throws. All right. Cool. Uh, and so that's what you guys have done on your turn. Um, and that brings it to the Twilight Fangs. Uh is afraid of you. Um, it's going to try and attack you, but it has to make a wisdom save or not be able to. Yep, DC 14. Uh, that's only a 10, so can't attack you. Cool. Um, Did you lose the attack? Or direct <clears throat> I, there's no one nearby. He has to lose the attack. Um, and if he moves away from me, he can't move back in range. Yeah, so he, he's sort of like, because of the angle he's at, he's sort of boxed away from everyone because of, <laughs> like trying to get to anyone else would sort of be moving closer to you. So yeah. it's like, I have to stay basically in this corner that you've nailed me into. Well, he could move around towards someone else. Yeah, he could, he could move adjacent to you, but, yeah. you know, he's going to try that, actually. He's going to try... The only other, per the only other person who would be adjacent would be you. So they're going to try and close on you. Opportunity attack? Yes, you will get an opportunity attack as he moves away if you want to. You yeah. hit him with your stick. <laughs> it's also me, because I'm over there now. Yeah. That is and I'm on the outside because I had to move flank. Uh, just misses. All right. Uh, so he's going to move over and make a second attack against you. But he still does have disadvantage because I'm within line of sight. Yes, because you're within line of sight. Well, the disadvantage makes it a natural one. <laughs> disadvantage is a good mechanic. It is. Turns out... When you specialize entirely into spells that keep people from fighting, you're good at keeping people from fighting. Mm -hmm. um, the one that you just left is going to try and catch up to you. Uh, and he's going to try and flank you because you're flanking his friend. Yeah. So. <laughs> to make it oh, good. That's a 19 to hit. Yeah. That's exactly right. Okay. And that's going to be 5, 11, 14 slashing damage. Okay. 
They're a lot less painful when they're not critically hitting you. <clears throat> uh, and that's going to be uh, 16, which misses on the second attack. Uh, the one that's getting flanked is going to try and hit you twice. Mm. Uh, it's cocked. And actually, now that I think about it, the attack opportunity doesn't matter anyway, because Sanctuary. Uh, I don't want to... You don't want to make the attack. I, I don't want to get rid of that. Yeah, so yeah. Don't, don't make the attack, yeah. Uh, so it's 14 to hit. No. Misses. And, oh, well, that's a 23 to hit. Yeah, yeah, that hits. Uh, that's going to be 5, 11, 14 slashing damage. Okay. Uh, and then the one that's on you is going to try and hack through that suit. He will. That's a uh, 14 to hit. 15. Misses. Slices across and doesn't quite connect. It's a 19 on the die, so that's a 24 to hit. Any more than four damage to take uh, that out. 13 slashing damage. Okay. Alright. <clears throat> There's a big gash in it, and I'm just going to come out of it. <laughs> you take the excess, so you take um, nine. Nine. You had four hit points left? Yeah, yeah the suit had four hit points. Yeah, so you take nine so slashing nine. damage. Does your suit break down, though? Well, no. yeah, so he's broken down. Yeah, it's it's inoperable at the moment. Yeah, he can repair and get it running again, but but uh, yeah, not yet. <clears throat> Ooh, uh, that's the fang's turn. Require a full like tech check, or uh, as long as as long as he can no, repair it's it, it's gotta be it's gotta be repair. Yeah, gotta be okay. So I was just wondering if you could use a little whatever tech point feature. For yeah, he, he can use spot repair to get it online again. Oh, no, because it hasn't it hasn't malfunctioned. It's just well, damaged. Yeah, as well. yeah. Oh, so what? It's not. It hasn't malfunctioned. It's just damaged, so you can spot repair it to get it back online. Because at the moment, it's ba it's basically yeah. At, it's like like a player character. It's at zero hit points and taking death saves. Okay. Except it doesn't make death saves because it's an inanimate object. It doesn't it so doesn't die use... on its own. Yeah. Um, but if they took time to beat it to death while it was right, disabled, yeah. they could break it harder. <clears throat> but yeah. Right now, the armor is just kind of getting in the way of it. Yeah. Right now, it's a it's a inoperable junk of hunk of metal. Yeah. But like the engine's still running. Who's turning? Like the the engine's still active. They could they could take time to break it thoroughly, but at the moment, you just need to repair it to get it back okay. online. Who's turning? Uh, Josh. <laughs> okay. Um. It'll take more than a little bit to get that. Um. Spot repair is an action, isn't it? Yeah, is it a single action with um? It uses like engineering points. On, yeah, you yeah, it uses one of your tech points. Just one. Yeah, it's a, well, it restores a d6 per or sorry, it re restores one d8 hit points per tech point spent plus your t plus your intellect modifier. Hmm. Basically, it's cure wounds, but instead of spell slots. Oh, okay. It's, it's right. tech points. <clears throat> yeah. It's cure wound. It's cure wounds so using your intellect for your machines. <laughs> I mean, I can spot repair it too. Yeah, but you gotta deal with. I mean, we all have to. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I can spot repair you, and then, well, I mean, use healing word or whatever to try to start healing people. But I'm gonna go ahead and use. Because um, what are you at hit points wise? Because you take sixteen. <clears throat> yeah, you better take care of him. <clears throat> I'm standing in a healing spirit that will heal me for one d six every time I start my round. And I could heal you for three d four just as a bonus action while still being able to spot repair your machine. 
Well, three D four plus a bunch. <clears throat> well, if I use like three three tech points, I use three, three tech points at once. Yep, three three D eight plus your plus your intellect modifier, which is it's, more than he rolls for damage. <clears throat> So. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, but okay. Or but, you can well, stick a can of gas, a can of like, flamethrower out well, well, is, 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 is it 1d8 plus, <laughs> plus the modifier? So it's be th three times that? No, it's, it's, or, or it's, it's three it's, three dice. It's, yeah, it's one one modifier intellect modifier per action. Okay, all right, got it. But it's right, more right, dice. Sorry. It's just so like the one's fine. Okay, eight and five and four. 17 plus 4 is 21. Your okay, so suit is back at 21. Your dice is back at 21. Okay. Like I said, that's that's more dice than they yeah. roll to deal damage with. Okay, so the suit's back to twenty-one. Okay. Well, bigger dice than they roll to deal damage with, technically. <clears throat> Anyways, all right, good enough. And then you saw your bonus action. <coughs> to do something else. What? Oh, oh, I can, I can do a bonus action of um of whatever you can do a bonus action with. I don't know what you can do. Uh, cantrip. Yeah. Uh, if you have a specific cantrip. Oh, what? If you I have a specific concentration. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, like fireball. Yeah. Fireball is an action. That's an action. You know, it's an action. Oh, okay. Um, I know, yeah. So when you use when you use your action to cast a cantrip, you can attempt to activate a device with a bonus action. Oh, backwards. right, right. So it's yeah, back, yeah, slightly it's backwards. Okay, so yeah, I get it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I can do anything then at this point. For that. Okay. All right. So, um, then, yeah, it'll be uh, Shiana. Shiana again. Because Garrick and Oh, that's there. right. We are at the same time. I'm so yeah. used to you going last. Uh-huh. Yeah. Are all of them still standing? Uh, yeah. No, we <clears throat> You're flanking one with me, that's so you get yes. advantage of attacking you. Yes, which will let you guys sneak attack. What advantage? Oh, I get sneak yeah, attack. As long as, as long as you have an ally in melee, or you have advantage on the attack roll, you get sneak attack. Okay. As long as you don't have disadvantage. Do you have advantage? Does... Which means you roll plus oh, I have advantage. Awesome. Let's see. Are you over there? Does a 15 hit? 15 hits exactly. Clear in my throat. Their AC, is, their AC is only middling. Okay. So you get your D6 and you also get your sneak attacks. Yes. Which is how many? I think it's five. I don't have it written down. So level eight, you're a level eight rogue. Because the, the Fang of Shargas from, from Volo's Guide hits hard, but is not actually the most durable thing in the world. Let's see. Eighteen. How many d sixes did you roll? Five. Five. That seems like it's accurate, and it's not. Yeah, I'll I'm roll looking. like a one and a two. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's four d six sneak attack. So yeah. yeah. So you did that add your agility to it? Total. Did you add your agility modifier? Yes, I did. Okay, I'm just making sure because it seemed like a really low number. I did not roll yeah. the best on those. I rolled like a one, two, a three, a five, and. Something else that was low, I think. It's, it's not the one that I've, that I've been beating on, so. Yeah. Uh, so that was 18, <coughs> and it taken 40, so it's not 58. Uh, let me check its hit points. Uh, it's dead. Yeah. Yay. I hope it's dead. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Killed one. As you dig the claws into its chest as it's getting battered from both sides, it drops it. 70 to 80 hit points, we're all dead. <laughs> all right. So now it's... Unless you want to move. You want to move to flank the guys behind yes. me? Yes, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> move and flank the guys behind me, please. Yeah. Flanking yep. is good. Uh, Garrick and Leaf. Alright, um... I'm going to use one action. First, I'm going to heal a d6. As you move, the, the third the third guy that's in the middle of your fight swipes at you, but he misses. Okay. I heal five, yay. Plus well, five. and she can disengage his bonus action. 
Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm going to... First, I'm going to uh, ring out one of those chain hooks, and I'm going to fling it at the guy that's on that's on uh, Josh. Okay. Uh, does a 21 hit. Yes. All right, and I'm going to use my reaction to try to yank him towards me. Uh, roll me athletics check. You probably beat him. Uh, 18 plus 6. Yeah, you beat him. So, <laughs> does he get a tackle opportunity? No, because I'm moving. Yeah, you're moving. I'm moving. <laughs> so, so, yank him over towards me. He lands right next to you. Drop that, put my other hand back on the full blade, and I'm just going to swing around at the guy behind me, and with my second attack, hit the one that I'm flanking with Shiona with. By the way, I have 25 hit points. Yay! How are you doing hit points wise? Uh, I'm 21 doing, to hit. I'm okay, so far. Are you doing hit points? I'm starting to hurt a little. <clears throat> I'm at 46 right. of 76. In that case, let's go ahead and do some more. Would you use cure wounds on him and that healing? That was third level cure wounds, and now. Uh, so you had to move over to me to do that. Yeah, I guess cure wounds is touch. Yeah. Okay. So you walked over to him, yeah. It's it, it's not a, it's not a long distance. You're like twenty feet separately from each of you. How many so, points are you down now? Uh, I'm at forty six of seventy six, so I'm short thirty. How far are you down? Twenty four fifty seven. Um, I'll just use one healing word just on you. So twenty okay. points of damage to the guy behind me. Okay. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, bonus action, I'm going to move the healing spirit uh, over onto Shiona. Oh yeah, at the start of your turn, back. you okay. healing. Yeah, yeah, I healed. I healed up. So at the start, of, at the second start level of, healing word and a third level cure wounds. Cool, cool. At the start of your turn, you're going to heal another d6 because I put the healing spirit on you. The okay. the the disturbing thing about these these cultists that are fighting you is they fight and die in complete silence. There's a. <laughs> There's a little cloud serpent. There's an ethereal cloud serpent sitting on your head right now. Okay. I won't accept it. As as they're as they're swinging blades and taking hits and bleeding out and dying, not a sound escapes any of them. Yep. Creepy. Terrifying. Which is very convenient because we're trying to be stealthy. Which is yes. Which is especially unnatural for orcs, which are creatures of emotion and bloodlust and anger. I'm over here grunting like, like trying to keep your jaw shut so you don't shout. Yeah. Garrick. Garrick. Yeah. Garrick stealth is. You're really, you're just, as long as you're quieter than the crunching sound that your blade makes. And the, and the sound of the chain that I just threw. <laughs> oh, the guy that I hit, by the way, with the chain takes, yes. takes damage. Yeah. Uh, he took 10 points of damage. Yep. Ow. That's just, there's, you're like, you, you try to be stealthy with the chain throw, but for some reason there's just this voice in the background that just goes, Get over here! And it wasn't you! <laughs> it wasn't me! Thankfully, no one can actually hear from a distance of beyond 20 feet. For some strange reason. <laughs> and then there's another voice that goes, Oh, the apocalypse. <laughs> Roadhog approves. Uh, so that, yeah, so to you, then the fangs are out, and all of them are over at your fight now. They are. I pulled them all <laughs> over to me. Uh, you're, you're where the party's at. Uh, so there's three of them that are going to try and make two attacks each. One, two are going to go on you. Three on you. Three on you. One of them's going to split their attacks. 
can the one that I pulled over get to her? Because he's on the other side of me from her. Shift. Yeah. Without provoking attack or identity. It works. Throw yourself upon me. Uh, that's uh, 11 to hit you for the first one. Yes. 11 to hit you for the second one. Yes. 13. Yes. <laughs> that was, none of those were above <coughs> That was a 6, so a 6, and an 8. Just as good. And then this one's going on you. Doesn't that's a natural 20. Dang it! Does not have fear that. <laughs> oh, yes, this one does have fear, <laughs> so it's a disadvantage. Wait. That's a 17. Still, still hit. It's, it's, not, not, a it's not a crit. Yeah. It's not a crit. Yeah. Which is very relevant. It's not a crit. Uh, Remember that you have relentless endurance yeah. if you go down. It is very handy. Also, do you have uncanny dodge? It's why I'm kind mm, of okay with being yes. eight. You can use your reaction to take half damage. <clears throat> yeah, you should oh. be doing that. <laughs> At least once around. Uh, five, ten, thirteen. That's okay. sixteen slashing damage would to you. Would you like to use reaction to take half damage? I would absolutely love you to. Take, do that. You take eight instead of sixteen. Yes. And the third attack. This is no, actually no second one that has disadvantage. Uh, that's a seven, and then the third one. That's a nine. All right. So that's their turn. Josh, there's no longer a guy on you. I pulled him to me. I go chase him. <laughs> I hit him with a Thorian mace. Because if you want one of these to. chains to hook into your suit, I ask. I got two. Ooh, that's a hit. Um, 18, 16, 12, 14, uh, 24. Yeah, you hit him. The idea is that I can use and both of them. And I should use them to climb. It's not much. Grab, damage, grab, one, but it's... <laughs> grab one mage, yank him over here. <sighs> grab another mage, yank him over here. You start working? What? In an hour. I mean, okay. when, you were, when you were saying two, you should attach all those things to. What I was thinking when you said that was like seven get damage. damage. To you get the strength of the suit? magnet on the yeah. handle. Oh, uh, so you can yes. hook okay. them Actually, both. I didn't roll real high. Oh, okay. I was one person yeah. with two chains. <laughs> the chain, throw I was assuming the one that got pulled away from you. Yes. And then you just walk away from each other. <laughs> Alright, uh, Shiana. Okay. Um, I am flanking. Go for it. Attack with advantage. With advantage? I could do that. With advantage. William. Okay. Question. If I hooked one target with okay. both hooks, could I slam them? You certainly try. <laughs> 24. Uh, 24? That hits, yes. And then roll your, your damage with sneak attack. Like hooking a mage and flaming them oh, off the cliff. <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> you go away! That's a lot better. Okay. Twenty-one. Yeah, that's why I want to get them nice. enchanted, so I can do all sorts of cool stuff with them. <laughs> Ow. Uh, Garrick and Leaf. Uh, uh did, by the way, you healed a D six. Uh, <clears throat> spirits on you. <laughs> so roll a D six now, Daryl. Um, there's a dude in front of me. He's a He's also very hurt. Yeah. He's about to be very dead. Full blade when I'm blanking. Uh, that's an 18 plus 7. <laughs> you deal more than 11 damage. Uh, I can not, so let's find out. Four, five plus four is nine. So yes, I did less than 11 damage. He's not dead yet. <laughs> he can dance and he can sing. Yeah, I'm not, I don't have, I'm not at the point where I add, automatically add another D8 or re damage yet. Yeah. I mean, I... 19. Do you deal more than 2 damage? Yes. He's dead. Yeah, 52 <laughs> maximum hit points. 
that's and bonus action. I'm going to move the healing. I'm going to move the healing spirit so that it's not on anybody, and then I'm going to spend the rest of my movement walking through it three times. Well, you only have it once per round. <laughs> it's only once per yeah, round. You can only take the effect once per round. Sorry, I'm going to move through it and then move back out. Yeah. So I heal a d6, and it's open so anyone else can move through it. Heal a d6. Any other ally, it doesn't affect enemies. Uh, and what do you got to leave? So if you want to run through that spirit, you'll heal. Yeah, so you're so you're at pretty good hit points. Yeah, I'm at 51. Were... <clears throat> what? I'm at 51. Okay. You're at decent hit points? I'm okay. I'm, okay. I'll be kind. Yeah. There are two guys left. One of them is not quite halfway dead. Oh. There's a little ethereal <clears throat> cloud serpent hovering in one spot. All right, two guys left. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and... Move that little thing to get me some hit points because three <laughs> hit points sound like a deal. Walk through it. That's Ooh. six hit points. There nice. you go. And one of them is the one that is frightened. And I'm going to go ahead and also heal myself a little because this kind of hurts right now. For all I did, but yeah, that's decent. Uh, plus three. Plus three. Plus three. Yeah. Cool. Okay. And then I leave. Can you hear printer? Yeah. I gotta print out a thing for my bank. I mean, our printers. No, I can't cast shield of faith because that will remove the fear from that one guy, and that's significantly more useful as an effect. Yeah. Don't worry about. They they've been missing yeah. me. Now that they, now that when they're not flanking me and aren't, and I'm not surprised, they have been missing me more. Yeah. I'm not gonna burn any more spell slots than I need to. Except for that first round where that dude just kept hitting me. Right. But he's dead. So. Yeah. I just killed him. He stopped breathing. We so, can't figure out why. Now it's the Fang's turn. Yep. So, Fang. Did, did you leave the healing spirit so someone else can have to it? <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, there's only two left. One of them has one of them has disadvantage, so he's going to try and make two attacks against Gianna with disadvantage. When you well, pull that one over, did he fall over, or is he just you just pulled him? He pulled him too. Oh. So he's not prone. Yeah, yeah. No prone. Uh, that's what I was asking if I could maybe slam yeah. him prone with if I yeah. used both. Uh, that's a fifteen, which I believe misses you. Misses. Yeah, but no, it's like a. It's, it is the abomination right. hook. It's just. And then the one on you with regular attacks. That's a seven. Hey, that's a twenty-three. That is. Uh, five, ten, eleven, fourteen slashing damage. Oh. <clears throat> Uh, and that's the that's the two fangs. Um, Josh, yep, Josh, yep. <clears throat> I'm gonna run toward the camp and see what the, what those other guys are doing and try to because I mean, or, or just look over there to see. If, are, are they trying to signal the their guy uh, or anything? Uh, uh, it doesn't it, look like any of them have, have quite noticed, noticed yet. yet. Yeah, because <clears throat> you're you're a sufficient distance away. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, Daniel Tall's like, what's going on? <clears throat> Figured they'd be here right now. Um, it's probably best to just take these guys out as fast as we can. Yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go ahead and. Try if you fire off a gunshot, they might hear. Yeah, you, yeah, that's why I didn't do that yet. <laughs> <coughs> I need a thorium full blade. Yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and smack them. What does thorium do to weapons? Uh, in three five, it made them uh, uh, increase the strength step. Yeah. Um, in fifth edition, I haven't decided yet. <clears throat> we'll find out when we find some thorium. Yeah. Doesn't he have I've, a thorium? I've got a mass. Yeah, I got a, uh, a mace of thorium. Well, that doesn't hit anything. <laughs> I was looking too hard at the at the other thing and didn't hit this guy. 
did you did you run through the healing spirit perhaps? Um, <clears throat> only taking four no, points. No, I was I was Ooh, I was yeah. looking around. I can heal all four points. Yeah. The what? what it heals you. It heals you one d six, which would top you off, and it's three. <clears throat> yeah. Um. I guess I can move that direction. <laughs> roll a d six. Yeah, okay, walk through it. Yeah, walk through it. Oh, there we go. We're rolling sixes. That's oh, pretty cool. Really? <laughs> this is a good healing spirit. So that gets me up to forty. Yeah, no, like so I'm, I'm a free D six. A free D six on your turn is yeah never not worth it. Free D six on your turn. Mm. <laughs> eh, that can technically depend. Never not worth it. Unless you're taking an attack. Well, yeah, unless you're taking an opportunity to get it. But if you can get it, if you can get it without taking an opportunity. <laughs> Shiana. Okay. Run through that healing spirit, then flank. Sure. <laughs> so we get a d6 of healing. Okay. And then flank with me. Get I like the idea that it's 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 just inside the guy's reach, so you don't have to leave his reach to go get it. So you're just circling around. Yeah. Just, <laughs> 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 Same number of points. Twenty-seven to hit. I mean, I was thinking something yeah, along the lines of like it's on the very center of it, so we're all just kind of giving it a high five occasionally. Yeah, you run past high five the healing spirit, get a d6. Mm. Well, we'll sneak attack. So, okay. five d6 plus one. Hello? 26. Uh, 26 damage? Yes. Uh, we're almost done. That will be. Yep, that's a lot. He's not dead yet, but he's not feeling good. Katie, can you hear me? Yep, okay, yeah, we're almost done. Hi, Katie. Oh, this is hi. This is hi. Bye. Hey, love you. Hey, uh, Garrick and Leaf. Uh, I'm gonna step over and high five the healing spirit. Two. He doesn't like me as much. I'll do it as well. Three likes me slightly more. <laughs> um, and then flank and smash. Call it the flank and smash. I've, I rolled a nine and a nine on both times. Uh, nine plus seven is two sixteen. You hit. Uh, seven plus two is nine plus four is thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Uh, and then another hit. Uh, good thing I've got advantage. Uh, that's twelve uh, plus seven, so that hits. Yep. Uh, six plus five is eleven. Plus four he dead. is fifteen. So the last one. That was one more. <laughs> so one more down. How's the one? The last one looking? Uh, he's the frightened one who has not been attacked yet. He's not been attacked yet. Oh, in that case, um, everybody stab. <laughs> circle around. Everyone, circle up. Just have this might be is might flame, which is I should bring around the dead guy. It's D8. Okay, it's D8. That's not as catchy. So and you're you are at above fifth level, so it's two D8. Yeah, is that a reflex save? It's a deck. Yeah, deck save. Agility save. What are you casting? Wait, no. That's right, Toll the Dead also does D8. Even if Toll the Dead also damage. makes noise, for what it's worth. Oh, Doesn't it only yeah. sound to the person you're attacking? Uh, or does it sound to everyone? Excuse me. Toll the Dead. 
Tell me what I'm looking for. Uh, you point at one creature you see within range, and the sound of a Dolores, Dolores bell fills in, fills the air around it for a moment. Zarya must see a wizard saving throw. Sorry, yeah, it, it makes the so, sound. Well, the question so, is, does it I, I would say I would say it's very localized. It would probably only be audible to things in the immediate vicinity. Okay, like that. Get over here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go ahead and cast that on that guy because that's a spirit saving throw, and they're probably worse at that. Dolores. Dolores? Go ahead. Dolores. I think it's Dolores. It's Dolores. Dolores. It's Dolores. Dolores. DC 14. Dolores. Spirit save. That's, I mean, you could have... I'm think, I'm, what I'm saying is they could have used a better word. That's for a seven. Right. Cool. Uh, and he's not injured, but so it'll be 2d8. Yeah, 2d8, not 2d20. <laughs> Dolores is exactly the word. That is 9 damage. of the bell. 9 damage and my sanctuary... Phase. The sound of a tolling. But that bell. doesn't matter because he has disadvantage yeah. anyway, and he can't come closer. Yep. The yeah. sound of a tolling bell. No, no, no. Dolorous means sorrowful. Doleful. Why don't? Why not I mean, then? You could have the sound said, like, of a sorrowful bell. Yeah. Dolorous has you just got better, better context. I'm just saying. Anyway, <clears throat> could have used a better word. Dolorous uh, uh, is the Fang, who's he's gonna fight till he dies. He's a fanatic. Uh, that's a four, which is going to miss. Cool. We didn't intend to leave him alive anyway. <laughs> and that's an eight, which misses. Uh, that. Now it's my shot. Yep, yep, now it's your shot. Firebolt. Hey. Ooh, I actually hit something. 2d10. Yeah, 2d10. That's these two. Hit that puppy. Nine and three. Twelve. Not bad. Plus on that? Or yes. No, I don't think so. No, that's it. Twelve. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Uh, brings it back to Shiana. Alright. I'm assuming you want to flank him. <clears throat> oh, yes. You want to step to the healing spirit, too? Sure. Hmm. I get advantage. Yes, you're right. I miss either way. Two and then a three. Yep. That'd be a 12. Unfortunate. You just barely miss. Um, bless would have might, might have made the difference there, but I don't know. Uh, Garrick and Leaf. That's a miss. Wow, is this guy going to live another round? Nope, that's a 19. Uh, that's a 19 plus 7. Also, go ahead and make him a spirit saving throw again. Let's get uh, up, yeah. 15 damage to him. That's an 11. Cool. This is 2d12 now. Yep. Like it matters because he takes three damage from two e twelve. That's disgusting. Uh, Fifteen damage for me. I'd make a terrible barbarian. <laughs> uh, he lives to see the round come back around to him. Really? Try and run away. No. Nope. So misses. We all get a <laughs> misses twice. <laughs> Josh. This is just a whole bunch of missing and a whole bunch of nothing. Okay, firebolt again. Yeah. Actually, that actually works. Okay, yeah, it hits. 18 plus... Seven. Yeah, 2d10. Yeah. 2d, these two. Come on, go up. 14. Yeah, that's 14, a, 14, yeah. 14, good. Yep. Uh, Gone. He's no. dead. How do you want to do this? <laughs> you guys keep... <laughs> with miscellaneous junk. Just like grab him <laughs> okay, so, by the face. So, well, leave... Hits him with whatever that thing was, and well, he says, "What?" He just, just looks at him, and was that a hit? And I smack him in the back of the head with a fireball. 
It's like that. You just grab him by the face and incinerate him. As as, as the as the um the the, the 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 sound of the bell tolls again, and the the the, 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 the frailty of the blow sort of makes the makes the assassin turn to face Leaf, and you see him overcome the fear as he as he is just sort of struck with the 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 weakness of that strike. And he's he, so he, thoroughly he, underwhelmed. Yeah, he's so thoroughly <laughs> underwhelmed. The fear ends as he sort of looks at you and just kind of tilts his head to the side with his question of bewilderment. And then just off from off camera, the firebolt strikes straight into the face, and his head just goes up in a fireball, and he just collapses to the ground. So, before we end the session, we can all run through the healing spirit <coughs> six more times. So everyone heal sixty six if you need it. Go ahead. Yeah, I have sixty six hours. I only need. Oh, one? Okay, I got it. I'm, I'm full. <laughs> and with that... Okay, now that's a roll. There you go. That's a, a fireball better. damage. That's a little better. <laughs> um, and with that, we will see you all next time. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.